Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday, and what a Thursday it is. We get to start our morning at the JEC in Elizabeth, New Jersey, where we get to uh, explore the incredible world of JEC and RTMA and Breweria uh, all through the morning until 9 o'clock here at JM in the AM in advance of their big, big dinner celebration coming up on May the 18th. And I hope that everybody around the world who has had uh, anything to do with this great institution over the last 75 years will not only be tuned in today, but will be participating on May 18th at the big dinner that's coming up. And we'll have all the details, of course, right here at JM in the AM. We have been here at JEC before, and uh, we uh, uh, we have been welcomed back here today. Uh, to explore some of the things that are happening for the big 75th anniversary celebration. And you get an opportunity not just to listen to us, but to watch us as well. You could uh, watch us now at NahumSiegel.com. The video, the live video stream is on the site. It's on the home page. You could watch us right now and see all the special guests that we're going to be introducing uh, to you all through the morning. And uh, this is the beginning of a big day for us on the road as we head after uh, this radio program for an 11 a.m. live Thursday live lunch at Grand and Essex, courtesy of our friends at Manischewitz for a pre-Pesach show, which are always fun as well. So we have a great day on the road. I hope you'll be following us throughout the day and on video again. Go to the homepage at NahumSiegel.com, and you can watch all of the proceedings. Um, we'll give you the entire lineup for our uh, programming all through the day at jmnam.org, and, of course, on the NSN app. We'll do that coming up. And we'll also run through some of the great JEC RTMA brewery activities that have been scheduled for the next couple of months, including their big dinner in May. Uh, don't forget social media. Our uh, Nahum Siegel Network Facebook update page is rather active, especially when we're on the road. So you can check it out right now. Go to Nahum Siegel Network and like the page on Facebook. And, of course, on Twitter at Nahum Siegel Net, on Instagram, uh, Nahum Siegel Network. And that's how you can uh, be in touch with us via social media. All right, simple as that. So we go to some music. More coming up. We are at JEC in Elizabeth, New Jersey, in advance of their big 75th anniversary celebration happening on May the 18th at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. We'll talk about that event and speak about all the uh, great components of this wonderful educational institution, a, uh, a landmark institution for 75 years here in New Jersey, and such an important one, one that's been duplicated all around the country uh, over the last many decades. We'll discuss all of that coming up right here at JM in the AM. I want to thank both Adina Abramoff and Andy Schultz, who have been uh, instrumental in coordinating today's show and making sure that we would uh, be here this morning with everything we need to broadcast. It's much appreciated. Also want to, I also want to thank, and we'll do this throughout the morning, I want to thank Barry Wachholder of Majestic Lot Kosher Catering and Events. A great job on the breakfast that has been provided here at JEC for our staff and all of our special guests. So thank you very much, Barry. Majestic Catering at 908-353-2680, 908-353-2680. Brand new, Mordechai Shapiro is on the radio. You're listening to JM in the AM at uh, 8 minutes after 6 o'clock on this Thursday morning broadcast. It's 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills on the web around... Uh, in the Catskill region, 91 point, 90 point one. <laughs> Rockland County at 91.9. We're at so many stations, I can't remember how many anymore. And, of course, around the world on the web at jmn.org and on the NSN app. Plus, for this morning, you can add 
the uh, live video stream right now on the homepage of NahumSiegel.com. This is JM in the AM.
Mitzvah Tzvihilin Yisma Sheikh Olah Yisma Sheikh, Yisma Sheikh Olah Mi Yois Mihi Chayim Chayim Adusim Shafak Hoidesh Machshah Hoiz Shabbat shalom.
the AM. You can watch us live right now at NahumSiegel.com. The live video stream is on our homepage at NahumSiegel.com. You can watch us at this moment. And uh, once our guests start filing in uh, to our makeshift broadcast facility here at the JEC, uh, you'll see everybody who's um, going to be speaking with us on the air here at JM in the AM. Reminding everybody to save the date. Save the date of May the 18th. That's when uh, the JEC... Uh, we'll be uh, celebrating its 75th anniversary dinner, 75th anniversary celebration, celebrating our past, embracing our future. On Wednesday night, May the 18th, at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and we'll explain later on about the uh, location and how cool that is to have a dinner at MetLife. The dinner will honor Dr. Stephen Singh for his guest of honor, Mr. and Mrs. Edward and Cecile Mossberg as Leif Tov Awardees, and the Early Childhood Department. With Mora Lisa Bond, they'll all be recognized that night. Now, something very important, especially for those of you tuned in around the world, listening on the archive, etc. Everyone at JEC, RTMA, and Debruria are asking everybody who has nostalgic photos or videos. If you have nostalgic photos or videos that you think would be um, an enhancement to the dinner and something that the uh, your fellow alums and the fellow JECers would love to see and enjoy. Uh, they want to hear from you. Contact alumni at thejec.org. Again, that is alumni at thejec.org. We should put that on our social media, encouraging everybody to uh, who is a, a JEC grad or at any point was at any of the JEC schools to get those photos and videos in as soon as you can. Again, the uh, email alumni at thejec.org. You can also call the number at 908-355-4850, 908-355-4850. Four eight five zero. So that's the first thing you need to know in terms of events. Nothing can match the 75th anniversary dinner celebration that is happening on May the 18th at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Also, if you're into golf, and so many people are, circle the calendar for July 11th. That's going to be the JEC golf outing, benefiting the scholarship funds of uh, the Yeshiva, Brewery, and RTMA. That's happening at the at the uh, Shackamax and Country Club in Scotch Plains, New Jersey. And that's July the 11th, and we'll talk more about that coming up as well here at uh, JM in the AM. You heard Umi Shefa, done by Baruch Levine. You heard Kol Aderech, brand new, from Mordechai Shapiro. Coming up this hour, one of our favorite government officials is going to be joining us, who no doubt will have a few interesting words to say about the 75th anniversary of JEC, but in addition, we'll have an opportunity to thank him and everybody in New Jersey should really utilize this opportunity to thank him. Uh, Assemblyman Gary Scher has worked very hard uh, to uh, secure as much money, as much funding as possible for security needs for uh, yeshivas and all schools around the Garden State of New Jersey. So we'll speak with him coming up, and um, that'll happen this hour. We'll have an opportunity to talk about one of the most important things, and JEC, as usual, was a leader in this area, and we'll discuss all of that here at JM in the AM. I want to again thank the uh, person responsible for breakfast here. Never underestimate the importance of a good breakfast. Um, and in this case, it's a majestic catering under the leadership of Barry Wachholder. Barry, thank you very much. Our staff and our guests, very, very uh, happy with the delicious food that you've provided there at 908-353-2680, Eighth day is next. You're listening to... JM in the AM, live from JEC on a Thursday morning broadcast.
address the nation ranks. Seen them all turn around. Just like you, I hold my ground. But I stand quiet, I stand still. Like a rock throughout the ages. I'm just a stone from your home. I'm Jerusalem stone.
in the AM, Ohad with Kol Hatzadikim, before that eighth day in Jerusalem, Stone, eighth day, and Lipa, 
and Jay Leno are together for the big Hatzalah event. That's the United Hatzalah of Israel. That's happening April the 10th at the Jazz at Lincoln Center. You can check that out and enjoy both Eighth Day and Lipa. And, of course, the added bonus of Jay Leno is going to be performing. I want to thank both Ellie Beer and Ding, who joined me yesterday to discuss the event. Remember, if you're a lone soldier at any point in the last five years in the IDF, you and a plus one are invited courtesy of three generous families who are sponsoring uh, hundreds of tickets for IDF soldiers. Uh, just go to their website at uh, israelrescue.org, and you will see exactly what I mean. JM and the AM on a Thursday, a big Thursday for us. At 11 o'clock this morning, we're going to be at the Grand in Essex with our friends at Manischewitz. That's going to be happening this morning at 11 a.m. for a Thursday live lunch. Right now, we're live at JEC. We are here for a return engagement, a return visit to JEC. We had some amazing programs from here in past years, and today uh, we'll go... Um, I will also be in that category of amazing programming as we uh, introduce to you some of the great people who continue to make this one of the uh, hallmarks of Jewish education. Uh, why are we here? We're here because on May the 18th, JEC officially has its 75th anniversary celebration. And we like to be places before the celebration actually takes place. It's happening at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford on Wednesday, May the 18th, with some distinguished honorees, of course. And we are being encouraged to encourage everybody out there who has any connection to JEC, RTMA, Breweria High School, from years and decades past, it's likely that you have photos or videos that will be of great interest to the school and to your fellow alums, to your former classmates, etc., etc., etc. If you have photos and videos like that, uh, contact everybody at JEC, contact the people at JEC with those by writing to alumni at the JEC.org, alumni at the JEC.org, dialing 908-355-4850, 908-355-4850. And keep in mind that um, you could watch all the proceedings here today, everything that we're doing from JEC between now and 9 a.m. Eastern time, by going right now to our website, which is nachomsegel.com, and enjoying the live video stream that ZK is brilliantly conducting. Uh, and you can see all of it. And now you'll just see me in the photo, in the, in the live feed. But soon, when our guests start arriving and we start speaking about some of the things going on here at JEC and Brewery and RTMA, you'll see everybody who's here with us in our makeshift studio in Elizabeth, New Jersey. So check it out. Go to the website and enjoy. More coming up. Keep it at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org, of course, on the NSN app, and you can see everything right now at NahumSiegel.com.
Yummy Lowy, brand new with uh, Yismachu. Before that, Mehera, done by Shlomo Katz, off of his latest Yismach Melech. Uh, you heard Yossi Green in there with uh, Simon Tov, and uh, this is JM in the AM. You can watch everything going on right now at NachumSiegel.com on the home page. We've got the camera rolling. It's the uh, first of two big shows for us today on the road. We're at JEC in advance of the big 75th anniversary celebration. That's going to be happening on May the 18th. And at 11 o'clock this morning, Eastern Time, you'll enjoy our two-hour Thursday live lunch, which we'll be doing from Grand and Essex 
in Bergenfield, New Jersey. So a big Thursday for us, and I thank the people here at JEC for again making us welcome, uh, feel welcome, and uh, inviting us to be part of their big celebration. Seems there's always a celebration going on here, and sure enough, this is the um, uh, this is the program that we're doing in advance of the May 18th, 75th celebration, 75th annual dinner, celebrating our past and embracing our future. MetLife Stadium will be the place Wednesday, May the 18th. Uh, MetLife Stadium honoring Dr. Stephen Singfer, who will be guest of honor, Mr. and Mrs. Edward and Cecile Mossberg with the Lave Tove Award. The Early Childhood Department and Mora Lisa Bond will be recognized as well. And it's all happening on the 18th of May. Information at 908-355-4850, 908-355-4850. All right, we have a, um, a very special guest with us via telephone, a very special guest with me sitting here at JEC. Via telephone, it's Assemblyman Gary Scher from the uh, New Jersey State Assembly. He's been a guest of ours in the past. He is an absolute uh, incredible representative, not only of his district, but really of our community to the entire state and the entire country. Assemblyman Scher, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum, and thank you so very much. It is great to speak with you. I have with me here Rabbi Avi Schnall, who's, of course, uh, from the Agudas Yisrael here in New Jersey. Rabbi Schnall, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nachum. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you here. Uh, Assemblyman Scher, one, uh, one of the things I mentioned earlier is that uh, you have made a point in Trenton, New Jersey, to fight for a lot of wonderful things. And one of the uh, uh, wonderful things that you've been able to accomplish for schools of all types in New Jersey, but we, of course, today are speaking specifically about yeshivot, about Jewish schools, private schools, is the uh, funding that you were able to secure um, to take care of whatever could be taken care of at that rate for the security needs of the school. I assume... This was a difficult battle. Well, it was an extraordinarily difficult battle, Nachum, and, and I appreciate you recognizing it. And it's a battle which only was won because we have such wonderful partners, such as the Agoda, such as the OU, as well as the Catholic Conference and, and organizations across the spectrum. The religious organizations who uh, sponsor the, the yeshivas, day schools, whatever we'll call them, um, and all of which came together and recognized that there were needs that they each had in terms of protecting their children. The governor's budget last year um, came to the legislature. We worked on the budget, and we added something called security aid. Security aid amounted to $25 per child in the state of New Jersey. The public schools already get aid uh, to provide security for each one of their schools. Um, we believed last year that $25 was not a sufficient figure, but it was a beginning figure. Um, and we proposed it. The governor accepted it in the uh, final iteration of the budget, and $3.4 million was allocated to parochial and private schools throughout the state. Um for security needs, and we're very excited about that. It was a new category of aid that the state of New Jersey gave uh, to parochial and privates. Rabbi Schnall is here with me, as I mentioned. It must be a good feeling to know that they're partners in government to understand the needs of yeshivas and day schools. It is, is a good feeling. It is crucial to have these partners. Of course, Assemblyman Sher is a vital partner and takes the lead on all yeshiva 
issues that we need all help, and we have partners throughout the state, partners in the Catholic Conference, partners with the independent schools, partners with the Orthodox Union. We need partners, we need a coalition, and that's how things get done in Trenton. Um, I, I assume a lot of cooperation was needed with the governor on this uh, supplement share. Am I right? The governor's office, I assume, played some, some role in all this, or am I wrong? Well, the legislative process, the budgetary process, the governor uh, writes his proposed budget. He then gives it to both the state senate as well as the state assembly. Uh, both of those two legislative houses work together. Um, and present back a budget to the governor, which usually represents some changes, sometimes more than others. The budget last year that the governor presented to the legislature did not have security aid. We added it, um, and he very kindly agreed to it, and we were very excited. Mm. What happened this year, however, is the governor again presented his budget to the legislature, and security aid was taken out, even at that $25 amount. In addition, uh, parochial and private schools also received some de minimis funding from the state for things such as technology aid, nursing, care, school books, and transportation. All of the increases in the budget which we received last year and fought hard for uh, we're taken out of the budget as well. So we're back to zero, and that's unfortunate. But we're not using that back to zero as an excuse not to aggressively pursue what we believe all of New Jersey's school children need and deserve, and that is a safe and secure school to attend. Whatever school they choose to attend is another matter entirely. It's constitutionally valid. We've had that proven by our friends at the Office of Legislative Services. It works, and bottom line, it will protect children who avail themselves of these schools in the same way that children who go to public school are given similar aid and support. Assemblyman Gary Scher on our telephone line. We've got Rabbi Schnall, Rabbi Avi Schnall, Aguda of New Jersey here at JEC. Assemblyman Scher, why was it appropriate? And you know who our host is today. We're, we're here at, uh, at JEC in Elizabeth, New Jersey. You know the history here. You know that what you did, your actions in the state legislature, obviously affected uh, private schools and yeshivas throughout the entire state. Uh, but why was it appropriate that when it came time to gather together with leaders in the Catholic community and other members of government to recognize what had happened, that you chose JEC to visit? Well, we chose not only JEC to visit, truth be told, Nahum. <laughs> JEC is obviously vital to all of our yeshivas throughout the state. The work that Rabbi Oretz and Rabbi Tyson and some of the others are doing in Elizabeth um, is known to everyone. We also have schools in Bergen. We have schools in Cherry Hill, here in Passaic, through, throughout the state. Uh, we visited with the Marlboro community just the other day. Today we'll be uh, at Edison Highland Park. We're meeting with yeshivas throughout the state, and our uh, counterparts in the Catholic community are doing the same with their schools. And let me just use this as an opportunity to update you with what we're doing now. Please. As we mentioned last year, we were able to secure $25 per child. We're taking a different path this year. The path that we're taking is that we added up all of the money that the state currently gives to public schools for security aid. Um, 
Each school district receives a different amount of money depending upon their specific needs as determined by the Department of Education in Trenton. But if you take all of the money that's given and divide it by the number of New Jersey public school children, it comes out to $144 and some cents. The bill that we've written this year calls for $144 and 40 some cents to go to every child who attends a parochial or private school. In reality, the money would, of course, go to the school itself, right. not to the child. Right. But a $144 figure, which we think, given the cost of security aid, in terms of security guards, technologies, uh, cameras, etc., that's about what we think is a fair amount to, you know, to, to be given for this effort. Why did we go to Elizabeth? Why are we going to Marlboro? Why are we going to Highland Park, Edison, to Bergen, uh, to my own community here in the city of Passaic and Clifton? Um, because we need support. We need state legislators to be calling the governor's office. And that's only going to happen. That's only going to happen, Nahum, if in fact the state legislators, senators, and assembly members get phone calls from their constituents. So, for example, in Elizabeth, uh, one of the uh, very influential state senators is Senator Ray Lesniak. We need Senator Lesniak. We need Assemblyman Hawley. We need Assemblywoman Keanu, who represents the Elizabeth District, to be calling the governor's office. We need that done throughout the state. This item will cost us $20.9 million. Wow. Um, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a difficult path. The budget is terrible. New Jersey's finances are in awful condition. Uh, but two things are, are clear and apparent. Number one, we support public schools. We support public school children going to safe environments. But these are new children who attend yeshivas are also New Jersey's children. They deserve the same safety. They deserve the same security. The $20.9 million is going to be a stretch. And in order to get that money appropriated, we're going to need the support of, of both Republican as well as Democrat assembly members and senators. And we need them to be phoning the governor's office. We need them to be pushing the governor's office to get this done. So, Assemblyman Shalom Yasser-Bashnal, is the, is the electorate, is the community ready for this battle? Because it sounds like it's just starting, and Assemblyman Sher wants a lot of people behind him on this. The community is ready, and the community has already engaged in this battle. JEC has started it. JEC has prompted an engagement by the community leaders of Elizabeth, and now the other communities are going to follow the lead of JEC here in Elizabeth. By the meeting we had here in Elizabeth and JEC, we brought together community members from the Catholic Conference. Dr. George Corwell was here. Mary McElry was here. We had the Assemblywoman and the Assemblyman both by the meeting that pledged their full support and backing of this bill, which was obviously major to have their commitment, and it was created by such a meeting, by such a community engagement that was formed by the JEC taking the lead and the other schools, other communities saw it. They reached out to us. We want to do the same thing. So we have to thank and give credit to the JEC and we have to learn from that method 
how to get the community engaged, get the parents engaged, reach out to every local assembly member, every local senator, reach out to the governor's office. The loudest wheel is which one gets greased. <laughs> and no we question. need to be loud and we need to make noise. Our children deserve to be safe and secure in schools. Assemblyman Scher, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. I'm glad you're able to join us this morning at, the, uh, at our visit to JEC. It's great to, great to be with you, Nachum. The JM and the AM is heard by so many people. If all of them as a result of, of this morning's conversation, and I thank you so very much, and Rabbi Schnall as well, I will pick up the phone, call their legislators. It'll make a world of difference. We need support on this bill. Our children deserve no more, but they certainly deserve no less 100%. than any other child in New Jersey. Thank you very, very much. A pleasure to speak with you. Uh, that's something I'm going to share, Rabbi Schnall. Uh, you're ready for the battle. You're ready, you and your colleagues, all the different organizations that are gearing up for this. I, I hope we've impressed on people how important this is for the Jewish community of New Jersey. Yes, thank you, Nachum, for the opportunity. Thank you, and to all those that are listening, this is important. This is vital. We need your involvement. Thank you very much, Rabbi Schnall. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live normally from the uh, Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Of course, on the NSN app. You can watch our show now from JEC on our homepage and alphamsegal.com. Watch all the proceedings. Big thank you to Majestic Catering, Barry Wachholder at 908-353-2680. A reminder that coming up at 1 o'clock today on our stream at jmnam.org, the stunt show is one that uh, Mark Zamek and Harold Geller conducted earlier in the week, just it was, um, uh, was packaged yesterday, uh, all about the history of Safam. We have a lot of wonderful Safam fans in our audience. If you want to hear all about Safam and their upcoming performance this weekend in New Jersey, and, of course, about their history and their incredible music, it's all happening at 1 o'clock today right after our live lunch, which is happening at Grand and Essex in Bergenfield, New Jersey. So make sure to check that out and enjoy. And now we get to speak about one of everybody's favorite topics. That's, of course, the world of sports. And the world of sports here at JEC represented uh, Barbaria High School's coach, Susan Rifkin. A pleasure to welcome you back to the air. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Nice Great to, to see here. you. Thank, Thank you. you. And Coach Avi Bornstein of RTMA. Coach Avi, how are you? Good morning. I'm very well. How are you? Everything is wonderful. And uh, from what I am told, the teams this season went very well. Am I right? The teams at Berea went very well. They're still going. They're still going. Soccer and softball didn't start yet. But for the teams that did go already, uh, we have three basketball teams. JV, we started this year. We have uh, two uh, varsity teams. All three made it uh, to the postseason. JV made it to the first round of the playoffs. And basketball made it to the semifinals. And the other basketball team made it to the championships. And then volleyball also was competitive this year. Boy, oh boy. A lot of good things going on. Happened at RTMA. RTMA did extremely well this year. There are three uh, basketball teams that we're involved with. The uh, varsity team had a home playoff game. The JV team had a home playoff game. And the middle school team had a home playoff game. The first time in the history of JEC that all three teams... <laughs> had home playoff games and did extremely well during the regular season. And the uh, middle school team did extremely well during the postseason, making it to the semifinals. First Yeshiva League game I ever attended was a JEC game. 
Uh, the old JEC gym where they now play hockey yeah, was, was a right. classic. It was like your oh, old yes. band box. You'd go in, everybody would be uh, milling around the court. It right. was very exciting, and it smelled like a gym. Yeah. That band box was good to Berea basketball. Oh yeah, <laughs> it certainly was. Do you remember the days of your uh, of your days at Berea basketball? Pretty sharply. You do remember yeah. those days. We were fifty-five and one in the uh, yeshiva league in my four years. Wow, you the only the game in bust. The first loss was the only loss. That the only loss was? Yeah. Um, a championship game. <gasps> Against who? I always tell my kids, it's so insignificant at some point, I have uh, no idea what year I was in. I don't know what year of high school I was in. Do you remember which team beat you? After. After beat you. Wow. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, when you walk into Shul on Shabbos, yeah. uh, I live in Springfield. We have a, a Springfield is a major feeder community to uh, JEC, RTMA, right. and to Berea. You walk into Shul. Lots of kids I know coached for, coached against, but there are adults, 30, 40, 50 years old. They come over to me and they say, do you remember this game? Do you remember that game? I had the big basket in the fourth quarter. The people who play Yeshiva League ball never forget yeah. it. I can tell you every basket I ever scored in Yeshiva League, that's for sure. Uh, you played, right? You played? I did not play. Did not I went play. to the mirror and at the mirror at that time. <laughs> We didn't have they, a team. They were not in the Yeshiva League. They no. were not in the Yeshiva But, but we, we had a team, and we used to play pickup games against Yeshiva League teams in those days, no, in the 60s, yes. That's funny. I don't know if that would fly today, but I don't think so. But Speaking with Coach Susan Rifkin and Coach Avi Bornstein, but, but you go back nonetheless, right? Even though, yes. Even though you didn't play in the Yeshiva League, you go back with the whole uh, I I was a gym rat in those days, and I used to go to games at the old BTA and at Flatbush, and I would uh, go to Power Memorial to watch MTA play. Yeah. And when uh, Hafter was high lie, I actually traveled around. I went to all those games because I was a basketball junkie even as a kid. And in summer camp, I went to Marashah. The summer camps, I used to be on the camp teams. I used to enjoy uh, Yeshiva League basketball and Jewish basketball in general. Oh, boy. What role does <laughs> basketball, hockey, all these sports play here at a wonderful school like JEC? Why is it so important, so vital such a connection between parents, grandparents. Why is it such an important topic here? Basketball and sports in general has the ability to bring people together in a way that is very immediate and very exciting. So that if you're watching a competitive basketball game at the high school level, you're sitting very close to the action you're almost like Spike Lee at the Garden Lahavdal. <laughs> you're sitting very close to the action. You're right on top of it. You know the players, and you become engrossed in the game, and you become part of the team, not only at the player level, at the school level, at the parental level, the relatives level, and then before you know it, it's just engrossing, and the basketball season captures your attention for six months. To carry on, because I'm in the school the day after also, the kids are always asking in the hallway, how did you do, or they were at the game, or they heard about the game, and, and it's pretty spectacular energy, no matter the outcome. It is funny, yeah. I'll tell you. It, it, the momentum just caught on. It brings everyone together. I'm sorry, Coach. Yeah. I, I was going to give you an example. We have a brochure on the table here, and you see a student in an orange RTMA sweatshirt. Right. One of the things that... Uh, we tried to bring this year to JEC was a unique color scheme, which was to incorporate the orange and the blue. Something new this year, and the uniforms were changed from uh, blue to orange, and orange became the dominant color in JEC. You're even, your assistant is holding an orange pen. The point of this is to create an identity. And all of a sudden, if you walk in the halls of the school, 
Everybody's wearing orange. There ha- I'm wearing orange. There has been a, uh, a certain spirit that has been developed over the course of the last few years, uh, and specifically over the last year, that has really captured the attention. Even the JEC logo over here has that orange in it. So all of a sudden, you walk around, all this orange is fantastic to watch, and everybody sees it, and it's very exciting. And uh, even even the people who work on the building are wearing orange sweatshirts. It's, just, it's beautiful to see. So the color scheme has something to do with the camaraderie, huh? It absolutely does. It's it's a very Jewish thing. You know, colors are a very Jewish thing. The Mishkan had colors. There was right. a description of colors. The the uh, the uh, tribes as they're going through the desert, they had flags. Right. The flags and the colors, all of it builds up a certain kind of feeling and a perspective about who you are and what you want to be. Coach Rifkin, what could you tell us about uh, students who may not excel in the classroom but do excel on the court? It must be a, a, a tremendous boost for them when they're able to take one area of school and really do well at it. The sports uh, courts or fields give them an opportunity to shine in a way that they might not in the classroom uh, or in other areas of their lives evenly, even. Uh, some kids, as, as an example, at the end of the school year, I mean, you really don't know what you're doing for kids or for other people um, if it's just a part of you. It's just your everyday uh, demeanor and, and being. Uh, the thank you notes and the, and the comments that they make, that their self-confidence uh, has risen, they're able to do things now that they haven't been able to do. They're um, being a captain, given leadership skills, that they're now doing other things outside of the classroom or outside of school or even in college. Um, not having had that opportunity, they, w- they, they wouldn't have been able to. Um, just being uh, around other people, they might have um, uh, socially inept or have social awkwardness of some sort. And this is a way to automatically be accepted and uh, be heard and listened to and, and offer support to other people and learn how to compromise and negotiate and work together. just offers a whole arena of, of uh, things that, that kids can learn and do and see. Sportsmanship, how to learn... Um, grace and victory and defeat, how to be sportsmanlike and gracious uh, and, and um, um, committed to your integrity. And people think it's all about wins and losses, huh? Uh, when you're on the court, it's about wins and losses. And the other piece of it that's really important, though, um, if the listeners would take a couple of things away with them. Girls basketball is an exciting brand of basketball. They're cheating themselves if they're not coming out and watching Bruria or shall I say it, excuse me, players, uh, SAR, Frisch, uh, it doesn't matter. Come out and see girls basketball. It's fundamentally sound. Um, you're seeing things that are not hot-dogging or, um, you know, hickey-jigging on the court. You're seeing really good basketball. And um, Are the boys doing too much hot-dogging? Is that the problem? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Coach I'm, Ford, Steve, you want to uh, respond I'm, to that? I'm just, I'm just saying we don't. And if you want to see fundamentally sound basketball without a lot of um, – Attitude and showmanship, um, and and just being fundamentally sound. You're cheating yourselves if you're not seeing girl sports. In addition, um, we we attach Torah values to it: the integrity, the grace, the sportsmanship, the humility. The kids are so compassionate and caring toward each other. I come away every day more fulfilled having been around them because of them teaching me, um, and those two components together. So speaking to the wins and losses, we come away so much uh, richer after being on the court. No um, question about that. Finally about that, the kids have a word watch book. Um, it's a Lush and Horror Prevention Program for teenagers. They read the book every game, all the teams, every game before 
uh, each game they pick a, a chapter or and, and read it to each other um, before each game, sometimes in center court, sometimes in the huddle before the game, um, which just centers them um, and reminds them what they're doing out on the court. Wow. Very impressive. And uh, on the boys' level, I can't say that the boys don't hot dog, but I will tell you (laughs) that the hot dogs are glad kosher. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) By that I mean that uh, we emphasize the same values that Susan so beautifully described. Uh, The context of the boys is that we focus on certain aspects of daily Jewish living, uh, which we find we can incorporate into the sports. For example... If we have a Sunday practice, we're davening before practice. So it becomes a team davening. And over here in RTMA, we'll uh, have a joint uh, JV and varsity team davening. It becomes a family thing. We develop family. We're very careful about uh, kipot. We're very careful about the use of language. And one of the uh, very important and beautiful aspects of sports is that the kids meet other kids from all around the metropolitan area and across the country at summer camps at uh, various places and the camaraderie that the kids share after the games and before the games is really beautiful no question about it Uh, coach Borenstein and coach Rifkin congratulations a banner year we are told for JEC RTMA and uh, Brewery High School uh, congratulations, and all these different aspects, not just the wins and losses, all these different aspects I hope other schools emulate because they are ser- certainly some wonderful things for our students and children to learn. Thank you very, very much. Thank you for having Thank us. You. One of our favorite uh, categories, sports, with Bruria and RTMA and their leaders, Coach Susan Rifkin and Coach Avi Bornstein. More coming up. This is the JMNAM radio program from JEC on Wednesday, May 18th at MetLife Stadium. The big annual dinner will celebrate 75 years. That's right, 75 years. More coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
p.m. in the a.m. Good morning. It's Thursday. Here we are at JEC in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Who won the alumni game at uh, at Berea, by the way? How does it work? The alumni against current students? Current students won? Coach Rifkin was was actually going to, to tolerate that, that the current students would win? <laughs> oh, that's why. The coach didn't play. Now I understand. Uh, Randy Hershkowitz is here. Randy's from West Orange, New Jersey. She's three graduates already from her family uh, from JEC and uh, Breweria. She's a board member here at JEC and uh, is looking forward to the big event coming up on May 18th. On that date, the annual dinner will celebrate our past and embrace our future. It's the 75th anniversary celebration of JEC on Wednesday, May the 18th at MetLife Stadium. We'll talk more about the dinner later on, but I know you're excited about the event. so Very excited. And good morning to you. Thank you. Um, so tell me, what is it like having uh, the majority of your kids having graduated from here already? Um, it's <laughs> been amazing. I I joined the board at Vakara Satov for what the school has done for my children and continues to do. I have one in 10th and three who graduated. Um, they're still really close to all their rebellion, all their teachers. They all have contacts in their cell phones. They still keep in <laughs> touch with them, whether the rebellion want to be in touch with them or not, <laughs> which they do. Um, so, And I have one in 10th. So it's been an amazing um, experience for them. They've built a lot of confidence. Um, and it's been, um, they've been successful due to that. Not everybody uh, wants to go and take a lay leadership position, you know. A lot of people <laughs> try to avoid that. But you, it seems like uh, you ran to make sure to do this yes. on behalf of the school, on behalf of the community. Yeah. Um, the school, like I said, has been, I felt like I had to give back to the school because the school has given so much to my children, to all my friends' children, so it's been a privilege. Uh, this is known as a big growth period for the school. Do you like what you're seeing? I mean, you're, you're close to the action being a board member. Do you like what you're seeing yeah. in terms of the growth at this point? We have been doing so much. Um, the parent body has been really involved. We've been running focus groups, getting a lot of input from the, from the community, from the parent body on just how to expand, how to always improve and grow. Well, um, it's always nice to know that you have some input in the entire process. As you watched your children go through this whole process, at what point did you say to yourself, this school is making a difference in their lives, or did it take all the way until after graduation to realize it? From the day one they walked through that door, it's the most Hamish warmest place. Um, when my kids started, one of the, the principals called up and said, I just want to let you know his shoe's not tied. I don't want him to trip. <laughs> you know, and called me up at home. But, uh, you know, that's the type of school it is. They notice everything. Very good. Randy Hershkowitz is here from West Orange, New Jersey. Three graduates already in the family from JEC. One currently in 10th grade, you said. Yes. Uh, here at RTMA, in fact. Correct. Right. Uh, as we celebrate 75 years, and uh, we're asking everybody out there who has photos and videos from uh, from any era of JEC of the last 75 years to contact alumni at the JEC.org. Again, that's alumni at the JEC.org. Dial 908-355-4850, 908-355-4850. So it seems that there's a uh, a tremendous energy here. There's a, uh, a a feeling that there's a tremendous future. And uh, and really, as we said in regard to the dinner, you know, building on the past and then going ahead and uh, and and creating an even better future here. Uh, Absolutely, um, we have phenomenal um, rebellion, a lot of energy from the teachers, from the principals. It's just a really positive time here. All right, there you go, Randy Hershkowitz, West Orange, New Jersey. Anything you want to add 
that we didn't cover? Um, just to thank all the Rebeam, all the teachers, all the parents at Jay-Z, the board members, for their commitment. Um, thank you to the coaches because my te- kids have played on the teams. <laughs> um, so it's just an amazing group of people. So thank you, everyone. There you go. All right. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. Great job, Randy. Thank you so much. Our best regards to everybody on the entire board, and we'll see you at the dinner on May the 18th, I am sure. Uh, the dinner happens at MetLife Stadium here in New Jersey, honoring Dr. Stephen Sink for his guest of honor, Mr. and Mrs. Edward and Cecile Mossberg as Leif Tov awardees in the early childhood department with Mora Lisa Bond being recognized that night as well. Uh, information at 908-355-4850 or alumni at thejec.org, and they are asking for photos and videos from any era of the last 75 years. Anybody who would like to participate in that, uh, alumni at thejec.org. Also wanted to mention that there is another event you should put on the calendar if you're a golfer, and we'll talk about this a little later on, if you're a golfer, um, make sure to circle July the 11th on your calendar. July the 11th at the Shackamaxon Country Club in Scotch Plains, New Jersey, to benefit the scholarship funds of the Yeshiva Buria and RTMA. It's a JEC golf outing that's going to be happening on that day, so you could check that out, and if you're a golfer, you could really enjoy an amazing day. I want to remind everybody that we are going from here to Bergenfield, New Jersey, where we're going to be doing our Thursday live lunch from Grand in Essex with our friends at Manischewitz. That's happening uh, later today between 11 and 1 o'clock. Um, uh, I remind you that uh, we'll be there again between 11 and 1 uh, with another fun live lunch. So you could follow us there. And uh, a reminder that at 1 o'clock, the stunt show today is going to be Mark Zomick and, um, and Harold Geller with a Safam retrospective, uh, they're going to be on the air together with a Safam retrospective and uh, speaking to some of the members of Safam as well as they get ready for their big event in New Jersey this weekend. We have an amazing lineup on our stream all day long. We'll give that to you coming up. More happening here at JEC. We are here in advance of the big 75th anniversary celebration for JEC and uh, RTMA and Breweria High School and more coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
Shalcellus Jr. off of uh, volume number three. Before that, Ari Goldwag here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Goldwasser joining us in just a moment with Morning Chizuk, and then we get to uh, meet some of the um, academic leaders of, uh, or I should say administrative leaders here at JEC, RTMA, Berea High School, all coming up. Reminder, we have an amazing day for you on the stream all day long. Charlie Harari follows us at 9 a.m., then spin class with Michael Fragan on insides on the with insights, rather, on the circus that people are calling the 2016 presidential primary. Jew in the City Speaks with uh, Ari Tavor, proprietor of um, Roast Homestyle Chicken in New York City. Jew in the City with Allison Josephs at 10 o'clock. An encore of That's Life with Miriam Alwalik featuring Miriam and body language expert Anthony Auerbach. 11 o'clock, our live lunch. Grand in Essex is going to be the place with our friends at Manischewitz. A special stunt show with Mark Zamek and Harold Geller. And Safam is coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern time, and I want to thank, speaking of the live lunch for later today, I want to thank the people that have been uh, distributing the cotton candy that Grand and Essex and Manischewitz have been distributing throughout the week, promoting our live lunch, including some of the blood drives out there that have been giving it out. How do you like that? The Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills has Rabbi Yadidya Atlas, a scholar in residence this weekend. He'll speak both Shabbos morning in the Drusha and Shabbos afternoon on the topic of the IDF Rabbinate. It's happening at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills, 150-0570th Road in Kew Gardens Hills, Queens. Check that out and enjoy if you are in the Queens community. We are at JEC, the big annual dinner celebrating 75 years, coming up on May the 18th. We'll speak more about the dinner later on. First, we're going to get an opportunity to speak with the um, uh, administrative heads of both JEC and RTMA. That's coming up, uh, I should say, of JEC, RTMA, and Berea High School. That's coming up uh, between now and 9 o'clock. And uh, we'll have that for you right here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Today is the yard site of the great tzaddik, Rabbi Limelech of Lezhensk. Rabbi Limelech had some of the greatest Talmudim students of all times. The Chayzim Lublin, Rabbi Nachem Mendel of Rimenov, the Kajetzer Magid, the Abda Rav, and many others. We should know that due to the greatness of the Rabbi Elimelech of Lezhensk, there is much Torah, the Torah of Hasidus, that was spread in the world. Rabbi Elimelech of Lezhensk not only took care of the greatest Talmidim, but he was also worried about the children in the area. All children, no matter where they came from, no matter what their background was, he in particular took care of many Yisomim, children that had no parents. Rabbi Elimelech advised that whenever an individual was insulted by someone who did not believe in the same way, that they should act with restraint. Even when Rebbe Limelech himself was physically assaulted, his reaction was, Ribbona Shalom, Master of the Universe, I forgive him with my whole heart. Please let nobody be punished on my behalf. Rebbe Limelech's Sefer is called the Nomali Melech. It was published posthumously and is a commentary on the Parshas of Torah. It has four sections, Divrei Torah, Lekutei Shoshanim, which is a brief commentary on Psukim and Chazal, and letters by Rebbe Limelech, his son, and his Talmidim. It also contains the sections of Anhogus Yesharos and the Tzetel Koton. The Tzetel Koton is advice for daily living. Many people read over the Tzetel Koton each day before davening. Concerning Rebbe Limelech of Lezhensk, many people talked about his greatness. Once, the Sefer Nomeli Melech 
was on top of a chair, like the old chairs that they used to use in school. On top of the chair, a person sat. Underneath the chair, there was a compartment where an individual could store their books. Once, an individual came in and he saw that there was a Sefer Nomali Melech on top of the chair. He took a look at it and he looked askance and he said to another individual, What is this book? Noah, Melimelech, the pleasantness of Elimelech, what is this all about? The man told him, I want to tell you something. If you knew how great was Rebbe Elimelech of Lezhensk, you would take that Sefer, you would put it on the top of the chair, and you would crawl in the compartment right underneath. Rebbe Elimelech of Lezhensk also wrote, A tefillah before the tefillah, a prayer to be said before the prayer. It takes about 10 minutes to say this tefillah, and it is well worth it for anybody, because we know that there are several times within our own prayers that we interject a tefillah before we are ready to pray. For instance, before we begin the Amida, before we begin the Shmon Esrei, we say, Hashem suasai tivtoch ufi yagid tilosecho. Hashem, please open my mouth that I should be able to declare your praise. There are other things, such as Rav Chaim Sanzer, that was asked, why do we say Adon Olam in the beginning of davening? Yet, in the very end of davening, like they do in many shuls, they say Adon Olam once again. The great Sanzerov said, because we need a tefillah before we even begin to daven, even though we may end up with that same tefillah. Others say, the reason that we repeat Adon Olam at the end of the davening is because a lot of people, when they're done davening, they think to themselves, boy, did I put away a tefillah, how I davened today, it was unreal. The Sansa says, no, you think you daven so well, start from the very beginning and daven Adon Olam one more time. Reb Elimelech of Lezhensk went together with his great brother, Reb Zishavanipoli. He went from city to city. He went to be Makar of Jews. He went to bring them closer, Laviyam Shabashamayim, to their Father in Heaven. Reb Elimelech was Nifter today. The great Sadik, he gave up his life for Klau Yisrael. We should know one thing, that on today, as the great Sadik Rabaran Kotler said, all of the Midos, all of the greatness of Rebbe Limelech is here for the taking. On the day of the yard site, you and I can be the beneficiaries of his life. We can grab a Midah, we can grab one of the characteristics, whether it's the learning of Torah, whether it's to care for all people no matter who, whether it's the Tzedakah Chesed, giving charity and doing Chesed, in being benevolent to society, whatever that is, on today, it's all up for grabs. We can take it and make it a part of us. I urge everyone, learn to say for Nomali Melech. Look him up. Find out who the great Rebbe Limelech of Lezhensk was. Find out why he made such an unbelievable change in society. Why there are thousands and thousands of followers that to this very day spend thousands of dollars just to be by his graveside, just to offer prayers and to be mispalel to daven by the great tzaddik, Rebbe Limelech of Lezhensk. It says in Chazal that even greater than their life, better, bigger than their life, are they are now in their death. 
when the great Sadiq Rameer Primishlaner was ready to give his life back to Hashem, he told his Gaba, please, I'm asking you, for the next weeks, please make a copy of all of the people that come in with a prayer request. Make a copy of the Kvittal, of the Petek, and give me an extra copy. The Gaba began to think, what does my Rebbe want me to make two copies for? There was no copy machine. There wasn't even carbon paper at that time. Why does he need me to do this? It is such a terchi yaseira. It's trouble for me. But he didn't say anything. However, the great Rameer Pimishlaner, he knew, he knew what was being thought by his Gaba. Right before he gave back his neshama, the great Rebbe Mayor Pimishlaner called his Gaba in and said, I want you to know the reason why you had to make a double of every kvittal. Because of my old age, I'm not sure that I was able to daven properly for everyone. And I got them the Yeshua, the bracha, the blessing, the salvation that they needed. But I promise, he said that once he is in the other side, once he's in the next world, and he'll have a tremendous koach, he promises that he will bring the brachos and the salvations and the Yeshuas for all those that needed it. And as it was, after Rabbi Meir Primishlana was nifter, many people were visited with the Yeshuas that they needed. I mispalo today, I pray today, and I will tell all of our listeners around the world of JM and the AM, all the loyal friends and family of Ramnachum Siegel, if you will call or your email, I will say your name and whatever you want by the grave of the great Sadiq Rebbe Melech of Lezhensk. And I'm Ispalo, whatever anybody is waiting for, be it a Rafua, be it Panasa, be it Shalom Bayis, be it children that are on the Derech, be it Shiduchim, whatever is necessary in Klal Yisrael, in the schus of the great Sadiq, there should be brachos, there should be Yeshuas, there should be Besuras Tavas, Lono Olacho Yisrael, especially in Eretz Yisrael, the Hele Galan. This has been Rabbi Dovid Goldwasser, bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. JM in the AM, quite an offer for my Goldwasser, a little bit unexpected, but on this very special day, a big thank you to him. Uh, we are at JEC on this uh, Thursday morning broadcast, celebrating 75 years in advance of the big dinner coming up on May the 18th at MetLife Stadium in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Mazal Tov told the honorees will have a chance to speak about the dinner uh, in detail coming up here at JM in the AM. Uh, we are joined by this distinguished panel. Uh, newly appointed principal here at um, RTMA, Rabbi Ami Newman. Congratulations, Rabbi Newman. Thank you. Good morning, Nachum. Uh, good morning, and a pleasure to see you here, and to and thank you for welcoming us. Rabbi Yisrael Rich is here, Director of Student Life. Rabbi Rich, a pleasure to uh, welcome you to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you. Good morning, good morning. And uh, Ezra Wasatsky is here, who is the 12th grade student government president, uh, lives in Passaic, New Jersey, and from what I hear, an aspiring Radio personality. Ezra, despite all thank that, you. welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> How are you? Uh, Rabbi Newman, uh, what was your reaction when all this was solidified and it was decided that, in fact, you would be the future, the symbol of the future, and would assume the role, would assume the role as principal? of RTMA. Tell me how it felt. We, uh, thank God. You know, it's, it's, it's not about one person, a future. Um, it's about a team. And uh, thank God, we have a team of extraordinary administrators, teachers, Rebeim, whose reputation is known far and wide. 
as uh, high caliber educators, high caliber mechanchim, high caliber people. Um, so assuming this responsibility was, was seamless and it wasn't because of anything I necessarily do, it's because of the people who are in this room right now, it's because of a board that's supportive, it's because of the other principals, Rabbi Oratz, Rabbi Schwartz, um, who are there through thick and thin. Well, we appreciate teamwork and great staffs and, you know, those of us who get to enjoy that, you know, know exactly what you mean. Nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, at the home, I would, I would suggest that the board and others, you know, we're looking for somebody to, to take the institution forward and to be, you know, more of a symbol and, and more than just a symbol of the future of the institution. So with all that in mind, I say congratulations. And frankly, I, I don't know the inner workings here. In JEC, I don't know uh, enough about what went on in terms of uh, choosing you, etc. But I can tell you, as an outsider who's been a great admirer of yours ah. for many years, I think it's a wonderful choice. So, thank you. If my vote means anything, I, I appreciate it. It is a very enthusiastic response from the community in general yeah. that you are now at the helm. Rabbi Richard, you, you agree with me that this is quite a choice. Well, and ec- I can't agree more. It's a fantastic, excellent choice. <laughs> it's not easy for him to say. <laughs> how much more <laughs> uncomfortable can I make? Would I, I what what would you like me to say about him? He's terrific. <laughs> Now, there are a few points I wanted to make this morning that I was prepared with, and uh, one was that enrollment is on its way up. Yes, that, that thank it, God. It seems that there is a, I don't know, is it a greater pool of students to pull from? How would you describe well, working, what's going on? We're working with Peej, Mrs. Abramov, who's here, and uh, Ati Denu in the program that we're reaching out to more markets, more word of mouth, and there's a positive buzz going on. I mean, the, the momentum of the school is, of the RTMA division, but the JAC at large is, is moving forward. There's a there's a real positive energy, and and building from the past. You know, it's I think you know it's yeah. our 75th year. Right. Um, but we're looking to the next 75 and how we're going to make the next 75 the best they can possibly be. And when you mean more markets, that means I assume geographically, yeah, people geographic are just not aware of the fact that this yeah. might be a good match for them yeah. and their family. Other right. communities. And the truth is, we are a communities school. We are not an Elizabeth Hillside, uh, even Springfield school. We are. We cater to Brooklyn, we cater to Muncie, we cater to, to Lakewood, some of the divisions. Staten Island. Staten Island, Highland Park, Edison, Passaic, Clifton. It's, it's everybody, and so everybody's together. And the beauty of being a smaller school, not a small school, but a smaller school, is that those things mean nothing. That everybody's together, everybody's working together, and everybody's from day one supportive of each other. Uh, you've watched your Limuda Kaddish program uh, expand to the point where you're trying to incorporate what will be... Um, uh, you know, part of the future of these students into their high school experience yes. now. We, we, I think we recognized about a while ago, I don't know how many years ago, we recognized that the only way that students ever, anybody that I ever learn anything is by being actively engaged. Uh, to sit back and listen to people talk to you is nice and you can, you know, spit that back out on a test, but it's not helping you learn, it's not helping you grow and develop your skill. And really, engagement brings not only growth, but love. Uh, so we started base medrash program. We started for in our upper grades last year, and now we've moved down to the lower grades. That students are preparing shiurim on their own. They're taking Meyer McComos, they're a bam, or bringing them down to the base medrash, and they're working together. The majority of your students are at voluntary night seder. I would say that yeah, more than half of more our than students, fifty yeah, percent, are at voluntary. Sixty-five, seventy. We have about between on any given night twice a week. I would say about anywhere between sixty and eighty-five students who come. With no reward whatsoever. There is no, there's no exemptions. There's no, if you come to Night Seder, you'll get 10 points extra on the test. You'll get food. 
<laughs> well, it's a bonus, <laughs> but that's all you can offer. We, we boys eat, um, but you know they're there and they're learning, and they're rebellion there, and they're they're just working together. It doesn't matter the grade, uh, they work together, and not only homework, they they learn their own things. Some grandfathers come down and learn with their grandkids. Right. I mean, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing to come down and see. Rabbi Sauber just uh, Rabbi Sauber, who's the assistant principal, who's standing over there. Hello. Uh, you know, he texted me down on. Monday, I don't forget the days anymore. Monday, it could have been six weeks ago, but it was, I think it was this week. And he texted me and said, come down and see what's going on. And it was 6.20 at night after, after nine periods of uh, classes and learning. <laughs> Rabbi Ami Newman, principal of RTMA and company. We'll get to our other guests in a moment. Distance learning electives. Now, I assume from the way it sounds that there are people instructing the students from way outside this building. Yes, uh, about 6,000 miles away. <laughs> How does it work? So we have... Through webcam and internet, um, we have teachers who are teaching AP Bio. We have a teacher teaching uh, business math, um, and they work with the kids. The kids in some classes have laptops, and they're video chatting, right. and there are some that it's just one big webcam, and they see everybody in the room, um, and they're moving them forward. Does it work? Does yeah. the system work? Yeah. we prov- Well, when the technical system works. Well, I don't mean works. the technical system. No, no, but it does. <laughs> right. uh, it, it really does, and it gives this, it, it's just a new way, you know, Colleges. This is what people are doing these right. days. It's online learning, it's distance learning, and it's facilitating classes that we necessarily wouldn't be able to give, but we're giving them because we have this availability to us. Uh, and you know, not only that, I, I we have students who once every couple of weeks are working with researchers from NASA, and who are literally, uh, literally monitoring satellites in outer space. I don't know what they're doing. I walk in, I have to babysit the class sometimes. We call it babysitting. And I'm watching these students on a conference call with this person in Australia, I think, and they're they're monitoring different radio wave frequencies. I can, it is what it is. Right. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life, and I have no idea what's going on. And the kids are like, "Oh yeah, four, <laughs> nine, or eight. You know, they're <laughs> like, they're they're alpha. I don't know what they're doing, but it's amazing. The world is open to this generation. The, the world it's is unbelievable. Open to unbelievable. Let me ask you a question because sure. we're sitting here in person and there's a camera. And now you, I, I hit it. What is this to you? Oh, I have no idea. It looks like a cell phone uh, carry case. Or they, they, 3D printing. Our students are building this from scratch. That's from a 3D printer? Yeah. They're building, and with JAC logos, they're building f- phone cases. They're, our students are going into STEM labs with our amazing STEM teacher, and they're creating Yeshmei <laughs> Ayan. Literally. Pretty amazing, I'll yeah. tell you. Uh, Rabbi Ami Newman, principal of RTMA. Rabbi Yisrael Rich is here. He is the director of Student Life. Uh, Rabbi Rich, I, uh, I was told there's a special Pesach video Divrei Torah project going on. What's that all about? That there is. We had a staff meeting last night, and one of the things we were discussing was how are we creating drivers and not passengers. So this is really a great example because there were a couple of boys who for almost this entire school year have been our multimedia department. I'll just give them a shout out if I can. Sammy sure. Katz from Staten Island, Ruben Gorland from Island Park, and Jason Silverstein from Elizabeth. And they've been creating videos and they've really been responsible for that. So they have this idea. What about if we make a Dvar Torah video where every day from Rosh Chodesh Nisan until Pesach we'll send a short Dvar Torah about the Haggadah? We have students involved in it, we have Rebam involved in it. But the beauty of it is it's really it's the students taking ownership of their own high school experience. And for me, it's great to watch and it makes my job a lot easier. <laughs> I can imagine. Don't tell that to my boss. <laughs> and the Yom HaShoah student-led Holocaust initiative, how's that going? Again, a similar idea. We, we threw it out there to the students. Let's have students run these programs. 
and we had eight boys who volunteered to take responsibility to run the program. I could not come up with it if I tried. We have two boys who are writing a song about what some of the details, if you would, about the Holocaust and what it means to them as high school students. We have boys making videos. We have two boys writing poems. We have a boy who's looking for what he called the hidden stories of the Holocaust. Details that, you know, everyone says, every, every, all of each of the six million had their own story. Right. He wants to find the ones that no one knows about. But the beauty of it is, they're doing it on their own and they're going to learn about it and then they're going to share what they learned with the students, with the faculty and, and with us. So, what much more nachos could you get from your students? Pretty amazing. Uh, you're the director of Student Life. Could you give us a, a short account of what Student Life is like now and if there's a great spirit here at JEC and RTMA? Student Life and RTMA right now, like Rabbi Newman said, it's, oh, he didn't say it, but it's on fire. Everything that, in a good way, everything that we do now has a positive buzz. It has the students leading it. I, I, I'm, I, we come up with ideas and they take it, they take it and they run. And that's what we want. We want leadership and we want the kids when they come to school. Yeah, I go to RTMA. It's awesome. I'm in class. And if you ask me what I want to be in class is nine periods a day and would I rather be at home? I'm not going to say what they would answer, but <laughs> knowing that they have to go to school, here's where they want to be, and they love it, and we love it. Ezra Wasatsky is here, and he could speak about the Ruach here at RTMA. Ezra is, of course, the head of the student government as president. Ezra, welcome again to the show. What could you tell us Thank about you. the student spirit and Ruach? The, the student spirit and Ruach is the greatest thing I've ever experienced in my entire <laughs> life, actually. I hear you're one of the reasons for it. <laughs> I, we have an amazing supporting cast, which is every other kid in this school. Nice. So we, when you're at an event at JC, when you're at a game, or you're at, we had a Masiba on Shushan Perm, there, it's, just, it's incredible in that you have the Rabam, the teachers, all the students, all together, every single event, the Ruach, and the, just the noise everyone is making the whole time in a game when all the fans are together cheering <laughs> chants. And, Listen to this guy. <laughs> and and the, really the most amazing thing for me over the last four years is that whenever we hear the announcement of something big coming up, a big game, or the Masiba, there's an immediate buzz that happens in the school. Everyone's excited. What are they going to prepare? This, a special shtick for a dance at the Masiba, or at a game, uh, you know, a few people are going to start a new chant, and then everyone just gets really, <laughs> really excited, excited, and then it really translates to those big events that are just the, <laughs> there's the most fun thing, the, mo the most fun to participate. I think he's the one who's been up since 3 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you understand why my job is so yeah. easy. I Very nice. Uh, big thank you to Rabbi Ami Newman, Rabbi Yisrael Rich, and Ezra Wasatsky, everybody, here at JEC. Thank Good you. luck. Thank you very much. Continued success. You too. Uh, and enjoy the dinner coming up on May the 18th, celebrating 75 years here at JEC. Uh, a lot of wonderful things happening here as you're listening to this show. I'm sure you agree. And one of the highlights for us... Although he'll probably think I'm exaggerating. So we get to speak to the principal of Berea High School, Rabbi Joseph Oratz. Good morning. Something that's become an annual treat for yeah. us. I'm, you think I'm exaggerating, right? This is awesome. I love it here. It's great. You think I'm exaggerating. Rabbi Oratz, you're, uh, you're a legend in the world of Jewish education. What do you think of that? Having a great time. <laughs> That's all. The, that's day, the day that I'm not having a good time, I'm out of here. No I'm more having legend. a great time. <laughs> You're accompanied by Shira Allen, am I correct? Correct. Shira is from Highland Park, New Jersey, and she is the GO president at Berea High School. Not an easy task. Shira, good morning to you. Good morning. Congratulations on your big victory. 
Thank you so much. Twelfth uh, grader and uh, and moving on after uh, after this year from Berea High School, and there have been a lot of unbelievably successful graduates. How many do you see on a regular basis coming back to you with their incredible achievements years it's after they've uh, left it's Berea? unbelievable. Year after year after year, they yeah. call in, they discuss stuff with us. I mean, you've had some guys. legendary ones that have had, you know, real profiles written about them, and, you know, a lot of good people. Right, yeah, really good people out there, right? Leaders, leaders. All right, um, a lot of things going on here at Berea High School, and I was informed about some of them. A, a Russian language laureate. What does that mean? There's a Russian language laureate lot, we, in your in your school. There is a Russian language laureate in our school. We have a uh, one of our foreign languages is for, is Russian. Yeah. Um, we have kids competing in the Russian Olympiada, and this young lady, Elisheva Schofield, uh, is a, a Russian language laureate. I'm not quite sure <laughs> what that means in terms of of her ability to speak Russian, but it's got to be really good I because there so. are very few who are laureates. And when you go to the Olympiada, your students actually win, win medals. Wins min gold medals, silver medals bronze medals but they, they're pretty good I actually have listened to them in conversation and it is quite I mean can they amazing. speak Russian they speak Russian fluently it is quite amazing to me and uh, there used to be this uh, uh, this AP kind of, of Russian program uh, that some of our kids took and I, I had to proctor once a few years ago and just listened to one of my students have a 20 minute conversation with a stranger on the phone because that was part of the test but you know what's unusual and maybe this was just in my case but we used to take years of languages and not be able to speak that language fluently afterwards. Malcolm, do you want to talk about some of the things that we went through <laughs> in high school? <laughs> and now you have students it's who really go through the program, and I mean, how valuable is that to know an entire an entire important language? Yeah, that's unbelievable. And then and then the Spanish and the French as well. So it's really great. And of course the Ivrit. So it's really important. Uh, first and second place wins in the annual Sister Rose. Faring Foundation essay competition. Uh, tell me about that. Well, you you uh, actually had uh, Joel Glazer on here a little while ago talking right. about our Holocaust Museum, and they came in and they they saw this museum and some of the artifacts that we had created. Right. He was yeah. on with uh, Mayor Furtig that morning. That's right, and um, and they came along and they said, you know, this is an unbelievable thing. We would we have some things in our uh, and you have some things here in your museum that we would love to be able to display. Uh, you know, in, in some of our places, and uh, and they're willing to share some of their stuff with us. And then, of course, you have this essay competition, which uh, which a couple of our kids, first place, second place, it's really uh, really quite something. Unbelievable! You have a national merit scholar here at Berea. We sure do, finalists, right? When does that uh, when does that reveal? What month of the year? Well, we got the we got the the uh, the heads up on it a month ago, but okay. uh, it's really you know, and that's after a, a number of semifinalists. You know, so it's 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 really great. There's a big huge program. That's so that going I spoke about already last year. So I just right. wanted to just say tell you just sort of fill in a report that is now it's in its second year, which means that the kids have gone through the entire Chamisha Chumsha Torah one time, and they're about to do it again, and um, it's already bearing fruit. The kids actually know something uh, about things <laughs> that they didn't actually learn in class. They had to do it on their own, so it's really great. What is a Python programming language <laughs> program? I mean, this is unbelievable. So, so one, different than what I would. The school. one thing that's not on your list, but it's directly related to Python, is uh, Python is is a is a you know when when they talk about girls who code, so it's one of those coding languages um, uh, that I know nothing about, but I do know that it is the language um, that that Google endorses. Uh, uh, and our girls, as you know, uh, you may not know, went to visit Google. Um, one of our one of our graduates is actually uh, one of the stars at Google. 
um, uh, and she's a head of some department there. And she brought she was so excited to see our kids come and visit. So we're teaching our kids Python. And uh, just to give you a little bit of a heads up, uh, open I usually every time I come on the show I open up the door a little bit. Uh, next year we will be uh, uh, teaching besides to our STEM kids who are learning coding, we'll also be teaching coding to the entire school. Is it difficult to find instructors for that? Yes. It really is. is. Yes, because they're co- they're coders. They're not instructors. Right. They need right. to know how to teach. Teach coding, not just do coding. So, so have you been successful? Well, we have. We thoughts. happen to have an excellent staff person uh, who is good at this stuff. So that's going to be great. And uh, college night is this week. Just had it. Uh, we had schools uh, from all, you know, all the different schools coming and visiting. Because you're going to have to say goodbye to these ladies. These, soon. Uh, the 11th graders are starting the process right. of uh, figuring out where they want to go. And we had Nefesh Benefesh come in to talk about Israel schools as well. Very nice. Yeah. Very exciting. Shira's uh, cheering for Nefesh Benefesh. Shira is sitting here going, yeah. Right. Uh, and a recent visit from 12 Hayalim who participated in Operation Protective Edge. That must have been very moving. Unbelievable. Unbelievably moving to hear their stories and what they went through. And, we, and it was this the first time that they're actually talking about what they went through. One and of uh, whom was the grandson-in-law of board member Marty Connect. Right. And actually a friend of my son's. Uh, and we, we know them really well. And it's, it was really unbelievable. to, to And his whole family came because the Connects live in the, many of the Connects live in the area. So right. they, they all came to listen to him. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listen sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. We're at JEC today. You can listen around the world to jmnam.org, of course, on the NSN app. You can watch us right now at nachomsegel.com on the homepage. Speaking with her by Oratz, who is the principal of RTMA. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I Martina. love RGMA. I just gave you a new position. <laughs> Don't tell Ami Newman. Ami, Ami, Ami lost his job already. <laughs> principal of Brewery High School. Uh, Shira Allen. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Shira is the, um, is the student uh, geo president. And I'm told Aliza Blumenthal is with us live via telephone. Aliza, are you there? I'm here. Well, nice to speak to you. Sorry you missed the show. <laughs> I wish I was there. I'm sorry, but I'm trying to make a Shabbaton. Tell me, Shira, about the Shabbaton that's coming up this weekend. Well, it's the biggest event of the year, if I may say so, maybe next to mother-daughter. Um, <laughs> over 90% of the student body is coming, which is incredible. I think it's more than we've ever had any other year. Wow. Um, it's just a, a great opportunity for the entire school to come together, all of the students to um, bond with their grade, with other grades, with teachers. Um, it's just it's like getting out of school for a bit, but still being with those incredible people. Um, Why do you cheer so much when we mentioned Nefesh Benefesh? Um, because... I want to make Aliyah. Very nice. <laughs> so, hope Hashem, re- they will help me with that. Hope you're not revealing that to your family for the very first time. I pray. <laughs> I think they're aware. They're aware, they're aware of it already? I mean, uh, so, you have plans for Israel and way beyond that for Israel. Well, that's very nice. Kalaka Votsu is that. How's Geo President been so far? Have you been enjoying your stint? Well, it has definitely been an incredible experience. Um, I've learned a lot about being a leader, about working with people. Um, and I've learned a lot about the inside planning. Um, just the other day, we went up to the hotel to check it out before Gio Jabaton. So I was learning a lot about like chairs go here and tables go there. It's like, Whoa! The system so for everything. Goes huh? into this. We actually plan for these things. It's amazing. <laughs> hey, Aliza, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Did you learn Russian fluently when you were in Berea? <laughs> actually, did take Russian. Yeah. How much of it do you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my point. I don't know. In, in my day, you learned. I only took it. Nephilim, I only took it for one year. It was a senior elective. It was amazing. Yeah, but it seems. It seems now, if you take it for a year, you end up being a Russian speaker, unlike the no, old days. You need, you need two amazing. years. Oh, yeah, it's no, really amazing. You need two years. I'm sorry about that. 
Um, anyway, you're all set for the Shabbaton, I hope? We're, we're basically set. I'm, I'm packing up my car in a minute, and I'm going to head to school, picking up last-minute things. And I'm heading to the hotel in just a few hours. The seniors are coming tonight um, because I, I get sad if I'm there all by myself. So I invite the entire senior class to come and hang out with me tonight and help prepare for the Shabbaton. And the rest of the students come tomorrow for lunch. It is uh, one year we got to get you to come. It is really an amazing, amazing, amazing weekend. Well, till really I get, amazing. Well, until I get there, I'm going to ask all the students to drive you crazy for as much as possible over the Shabbaton. <laughs> and enjoy, of course. And you do an amazing job here. By Oretz, I'm sure you agree with that. She's awesome. The best thing that ever she happened to us. She is a superstar. Aliza, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Have a great rest of your day there. And I'll, see you, I'll see you in a little bit, Shira. <laughs> Shira, what's your, what's your favorite memory of Buria as you get toward the end of your senior year? My favorite memory. Do this is a one? tough one. There are so many. Or it's so going to happen this weekend at the Shabbat Almost impossible to choose. Um, and I still have a few months left. Right. But I would definitely say the three Geo Shabbatonium that I have been on so far have been out of this world, so they are definitely out there. So you have a lot to look forward to coming up yeah. this weekend. I thank Rabbi Joe Oratz, who's the uh, principal of uh, Burria right. High School. You like that, good, huh? Good. Shira Allen, who's the GEO president, thank you both very, very much. Continued success. We keep hearing amazing things about what's going on at Burria, and I'm sure both of you are uh, two of the reasons. Thank so you very thank much, you. Thank Great you. to be here. A pleasure. Uh, more coming up here at JM in the AM. We will talk about the dinner. The dinner is happening May 18th, and we're going to get to that and plenty more if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. Uh, 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. And around the world on the web, it's jmintheam.org, and, of course, on the NSN app. And we are going to continue with Arye Kunstler and Jamie.
in the AM. Live from JEC, I want to thank both Adina Abramoff and Andy Schultz. They guaranteed we meet some interesting people here this morning, and they were 100% right. Uh, big thank you to Barry Wachholder, taking care of catering this morning for everybody here, staff and guests. Uh, Majestic Lot Kosher Catering at 908-353-2680, 908-353-2680. May the 18th is the 75th anniversary celebration dinner to celebrate our past and embrace our future for JEC. Uh, it's happening again Wednesday, May the 18th, MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, honoring Dr. Stephen Sinkfer, Mr. and Mrs. Edward and Cecile Mossberg in the Early Childhood Department, and Demora Lisa Bond. Um, everyone's being encouraged, if you have uh, photos or videos of um, any era of JEC, Breweria, RTMA, etc., uh, to send them to alumni at the JEC.org, alumni at the JEC.org, or dial 908-355-4850, 908-355-4850. Brian Ness is here. He's a parent here in JEC. He's a board member in JEC. He's uh, from Hillside, New Jersey. Joined us last year to discuss some of the uh, some of the happenings here at JEC. We have an opportunity to discuss the dinner with him this year here at JM and the AM. Brian, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Good morning, Nachum. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to see you. May the 18th is going to be a very big night. By the way, why, Met, why MetLife Stadium? It sounds exciting that it's happening at MetLife Stadium. Am I, am I right? It's not just a regular dinner venue? This is not just a regular dinner venue because this is not just a regular dinner year. Um, as you know, a lot of sports teams put a patch on their jersey when <laughs> it's the uh, milestone year. That's true. And I'd say that this year in our school, we have a patch on, 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 our, on our jerseys uh, for our, to celebrate our 75-year history, but also to celebrate and be excited about the next 75 years to come. And what better way to, to, go, to celebrate that than by MetLife, which embodies both uh, two of the characteristics of the JEC this year, the uh, celebration of excellence and our focus on the future. Right. And MetLife, if you're a Giant fan, celebrates excellence and championship. And if you're a Jet fan, you focus on the future. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Excellent analogy. Um, it's, it, we, we talk about the, you know, the past and that past being a, uh, a springboard or a foundation uh, for the future. Uh, there's no question, and this is obvious, and it'll come up later on this hour as well, that JEC has been the standard bearer, uh, if you will, for Jewish education here in the state of New Jersey. I would say even beyond that, because in the last 75 years, there have been plenty of educational institutions that have wanted to be the next JEC, that have wanted to do in their community what was done here. With all that, with all that history, how does it help in terms of going forward? How does it help to to ensure that the future is as bright as we know it will be? Well, when you think about the, our alumni and what our students get um, from having come to the JEC, uh, there are a lot of benefits, right? The benefits that they get um, are also matched by the benefits that we get from them. And our students um, for the past 75 years now extend all over the world. As you've heard from um, you know, our, our students that may want to make Aliyah to continue right. that trend, um, our students have become leaders in the fields of education and politics. I and remember last year we spoke about those who come, alumni who've come back to either teach or to give right. presentations. That's or part to, of our financial literacy right, program. That's we've had correct. Them. But whether it's business, medicine, um, certainly what we're most proud of, though, is that our students have gone on to become leaders in their communities. 
And certainly our guest of honor is a very special alum of our school, uh, Dr. Steve Sinkfer, uh, who is the president of our board and the patriarch of three generations of students within the JEC. It himself, his children, and now his grandchildren. All right, so a good choice for guest of honor for the 75th anniversary. Uh, tell us about the Mossbergs, the Leif Tov Awardees. So w- what's very special about the Mossbergs is, is that they are part of sort of the, as, the, as I think about the dinner, sort of this three-pronged focus, uh, our students, our teachers, and our parents and alumni. And we'll see at the dinner, uh, the yeshiva students, will we'll see a lot about what has gone on in the yeshiva this past year and the parent-driven initiatives that have taken place, whether it be PTA, but one of the new things is this parent-driven technology initiative. Mm. We had a bunch of parents and some families that got together and said, we want to chart the course for the future for our children, and we want to partner with the school. So we're going to hear a lot about that as it relates to the yeshiva division. From the RTMA division at the dinner, we're going to see um, some of the things that Rabbi Newman brought to you about the SciTech projects, and there's going to be hands-on exhibits from the boys. And as it relates to Breweria, we're going to see some of their acclaimed Holocaust Museum exhibits. And that is another area that is rooted in our history of our school, of our communities. And this year we had the tremendous privilege to celebrate with the Mossbergs. The Mossbergs are Holocaust survivors, and they travel the world to collect Sifrei Torah from the Holocaust. Wow. I think it's up to somewhere close to 20 Torahs that they've recovered and restored, and we were the proud recipients of one of those Torahs this year to the JEC. And a couple of months ago, we celebrated with over a 1,000 people in the yard to celebrate bringing that Torah into our family. And so what better way to celebrate at our dinner this year than to celebrate with the Mossbergs and to honor them and what they've brought to us, and we want to be able to give back to them. Uh, speaking with Brian Ness, parent here at JEC and board member, uh, you'll be recognizing the early childhood department and Merle Lisa Bond that night as well. Absolutely. When we think of a school, um, we think of a school in and of itself as just a building. But what makes a school great are the teachers. The teachers are our greatest asset. They are what we are, and as good as they are is as great as we can be. And so one of the things that, we, that we've done is that every teacher is invited to join us at the dinner. And it's a great way for us to pay tribute to them and to honor the efforts that they've put forth every single day to make our children what they are and to be able to allow us to celebrate 75 years of history and to be able to be very excited about what's to come. And so with the earliest years um, in early childhood and more Lisa Bond, what better way to celebrate that than at the dinner this year? I'm laughing only because uh, often they are the forgotten ones. When the kids grow up, we forget who is responsible for their early education. And sure enough, uh, the early childhood department yeah, and deservedly then, gets recognized. Absolutely. And then the final piece for the dinner is focusing on our parents and our alumni. And so much of what goes on in these walls, obviously in addition to what the teachers and the administration do, is really based on the effort of our parents and our alumni and what they give back to the school, what they put in on a daily basis, whether it be the technology initiatives, whether it be the dinner, our golf outing, which is on uh, Tuesday, July 11th, jcgolfouting.org. Are you a golfer? I am a golfer. Um, July 11th at Shackamax and Country Club in Scotch Plains. It'll be very exciting. Um, And then going back to some of the parent involvement, divisional committees to help 
chart the course for what goes on within the walls of the school. And of course, the gem of them all is our PTA, where we get the parental involvement on so many levels uh, within the school. And so when you think, like we mentioned, when you think of the parents and the alumni and the involvement of theirs that is so critical, what better way to honor than somebody who, an alum who is directly giving back to our school by serving as the president of our board of trustees, Dr. Stephen Singfer. Um, and it really is a an embodiment of what it is to have been a student here at JEC and what it means to be a leader in your community. No question about that. Uh, you mentioned the golf tournament. I also wanted to mention a couple other things. The RTMA class of 2006 has their reunion coming up on Sunday, April the 17th. Berea class of 2006 has their reunion taking place on Sunday, May the 22nd. Anybody who's an alum should pay careful attention for those announcements. In addition, there is, um, as we said, the dinner is going to be at MetLife Stadium, which affords uh, you and the uh, everybody to um, take advantage of what it's like to be in a 70,000-seat arena for a dinner and take advantage of all their unique opportunities. And I'm sure that you want to remind everybody, as we've been doing, that if they want to uh, make a reservation for the dinner, if they want to um, make sure that their journal ad is in, if they want to make sure they can send nostalgic photos and videos to be shared by everybody that night, they should uh, write to alumni at the JEC.org, alumni at the JEC.org, or dial 908-355-4850. What's with the walkathon? Remind me about the uh, Yeshiva walkathon that's going to be happening. The walkathon is one of the one of the prongs and, and projects and um, and focuses of our Yeshiva PTA, um, and we have close to three four hundred parents, teachers, children show up in a park on a Sunday, and it's a great way to celebrate the yeshiva. We do it in the spring as the year's coming to an end, and there's just a tremendous amount of, of excitement to really recognize the efforts of everybody involved in the yeshiva. And, that, and that, that's one part of that piece. Um, the other piece are, you know, within our TMA, we have many father-son events, and I think as, as uh, our, our brewery division talked about, the, the famous mother-daughter program. Right. You know, there's so many things where we get our, our students together with the parents, with the teachers, to show the real true partnership between the parent and the school here. And maybe sometimes it's not as obvious of, of what it is, but there's so many opportunities for people to get involved. All right, the dinner is coming up May 18th, and a million other events, as you mentioned, and so many things going on. Um, the golf outing is July the 11th, and information about all of this, you can contact alumni at the JEC.org or dial 908-355-4850. How many golfers are you looking for total? We're looking for uh, somewhere around 100 golfers. Yeah. Uh, it's our first golf outing, uh, but we really want to build off of... So we need 99 more after you. 99 more after me. Well, Shlomo Kimmel's doing most of the heavy lifting, so 98 <laughs> more. But building off the alumni events, we've had about over 200 alumni participate in reunions this year. We've had over 200 participants at the Mrs. Newman uh, Memorials Lecture Series this right. year. And this is a great way, outside of the dinner and outside of the regular walls of, of, of a building, to get people out on a nice summer evening, uh, play golf during the day, and even if you don't play golf, there's going to be a nice cocktail reception in the evening that you can come and uh, reconnect with alumni of old and uh, celebrate the past and focus on the future. And we should mention that the uh, the presence of JEC at the uh, Celebrate Israel Parade will be uh, magnified and noticed by many this year. Absolutely. It's coming up at the beginning of June. Absolutely. And it's a, a renewed committee uh, of parents getting involved um, to really celebrate the love for Israel and the importance from a 
of, a, of an empowerment to our children for the importance of supporting Israel. Brian Ness, I thank you. Great job as usual. Thank you very much. Good seeing you. Thank you, Malcolm. A lot of great events coming up. A lot of things happening here at JEC. Breweria RTMA and the annual dinner is coming up on Wednesday, May the 18th at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Mazal Tov, Dr. Stephen Stinkfer, Mr. and Mrs. Edward and Cecile Mossberg, and the Early Childhood Department of Mora Lisa Bond, who are being recognized that night. And no discussion about uh, the JEC would be complete, of course, without the Rav himself. Harav Elazar Mayor Tights is the rabbi of Elizabeth, New Jersey, and Hillside, New Jersey, and the dean of JEC. And Rabbi Tights, as usual, it is an honor to speak to you here at JM in the AM. Thank you. It's certainly a pleasure to appear with you. Our families go back a long way together. They certainly do. <laughs> we could reminisce for quite a while, couldn't we? Yes. Well, that's not the topic of the morning. Um, the, uh, it's 75 years, and people don't realize that 75 years ago, the world of Jewish education, especially here in the state of New Jersey, was not as voluminous as it is today. No, and 75 years ago, you could get a day school education in New York. If you were a boy, you could get day school education in Baltimore. Right. And with either gender in Boston, where Absolovacic started his school in 1938. Right. That was it for day school education for the United States in 1941. And uh, along comes Rabbi Tights, uh, your father, and changes all that. Well, he had the chutzpah, if I can say it, not only to start the school, but to put into our constitution that it was to serve as a model for other communities to emulate. Right. And Baruch Hashem, today there's hardly a community our size which does not have day school education. Right. And that's not a joke. They, they, they used it as a model and wanted to do for their community what JEC had done for this whole area. Yes, exactly. And it's interesting because we spoke about community school earlier and geographically how JEC is really spread out. When you think about it, because of its exclusiveness, and I don't mean that, <laughs> I mean that only in terms of availability, in terms of its exclusiveness 75 years ago, it was serving a tremendous number of communities in New Jersey. Well, 75 years ago, it served exactly 14 students. <laughs> <laughs> well, you but, know what I mean. <laughs> yes. But when the high school opened in 1955, it was not long where we counted the number of communities that were being served in, I think, in an early year in the 60s. Right. 49 different communities in New Jersey and Staten Island. And Breweria comes along in the early 60s, if I'm not mistaken. 1963. 1963. And, that, uh, and, and it filled a need even greater than that of the Masifta because there, for boys there were alternatives. There were dormitory yeshivas that could travel to New York. Parents were a little leery about sending their daughters to New York. Right. And <laughs> Breweria... Took off. What are your thoughts about the big event that's not only going to look back at 75 years, but look forward to what the future brings here at the JC? Looking back at the past is only good in so much as we learn from it to apply it to the future. Otherwise, you get lost in nostalgia and it's uh, sterile. But we could look upon it as a challenge to live up, to continue to build on what was done in the first seven five years, and to go on from there, Mechayel O'Choyo. I wouldn't say for another, another 75 years, I would hope by that time we'll all be in Eretz Israel. But until that time comes, we certainly hope to build and to grow, and again, to be in the forefront of Jewish education as we have been in the past. Rabbi Tais, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. I remember speaking to you on cold winter mornings 30 years ago when you were deciding if you should cancel school because of snow or not. <laughs> Just one of my memories. More coming up. It's JM in the AM, and we are live at JEC. 
Uh, don't forget the annual dinner, May the 18th. Plenty of amazing events. Plenty happening for us all day long here at uh, jmnam.org. And, of course, on the NSN app, we're going to be heading from here to our live lunch program going on at Grand, es- Grand and Essex in Bergenfield, New Jersey, with our friends at Manischewitz. Tomorrow morning, our weekly update with Malcolm Honeline is going to be happening at 740. Make sure to be tuned in for that. An amazing day on our stream all day long with all of our great programming. We'll go through the list that you could expect to hear all through the day uh, on our uh, jmnam.org site and on the NSN app. And a special thank you to Barry Wachholder of Majestic Lot Kosher Catering for taking care of this morning's catering here at JEC. More coming up. It's Eitan Freilach, brand new, and this is JMDAM. All right. This will go on the air. There we go. Eitan Freilach at JMDAM.
JM in the AM, Eitan Freilach, brand new here at the uh, JM in the AM radio program. Big day on our stream all day long at jmtheam.org and, of course, on the NSN app. Following us, it's uh, the boardroom with Charlie Harari coming up at 9 o'clock. 9.30 for spin class with Michael Fragan, all about the circus that he has classified, the 2016 presidential primary, as a circus. <laughs> so Michael Fragan will address that at 9.30. Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Joseph with Ariel Tavor, proprietor of Roast Homestyle Chicken in New, in New York City. Uh, Encore of That's Life with Miriam Wallach starting at 10.30 with body language expert Anthony Auerbach. Live lunch will be at Grand in Essex with our friends at Manischewitz starting at 11 o'clock. Come join us there. Stunt Show with Mark Zamek and Harold Geller will concentrate on the history of Safam and their incredible music as they get ready for their New Jersey performance this weekend. Incredible day on our stream all day long at jmtheam.org and, of course, on the NSN app. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, Malcolm Honline will join us for the weekly update uh, starting at 7.40 tomorrow morning. Well, it's an honor to welcome, speaking of the history of the JEC, an honor to welcome both Dr. Rifka Blau and uh, Mrs. Ellie Teitz-Goldstein. Uh, they are daughters of Rav Pinchas and Bessie Tights, as uh, is Rabbi Tights, who was with us earlier. They, of course, were the founders of the JEC. What an honor to have both of you on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Thank We've you. had our encounters before, uh, Dr. Blau. Yes, we have. Haven't we? Pretty good ones, <laughs> yes. thank God. Yes. <laughs> Baruch Hashem. I, I was trying, and I don't know which one of you wants to address this. Um, the, the, she does. <laughs> okay, she does, <laughs> as you point to Dr. Blau. It's a point that I've been you know, harping on all morning long because I think it's an important one. Uh, it's not just looking back at 75 years. It's realizing that this was the prime example for anybody who wanted to build their community through Jewish education and wanted to build Jewish education in their own community. This was the prime example at, the, at that time. And it, didn't just, it wasn't just 75 years ago, as your brother suggested. It was uh, past that in the 50s and 60s and 70s. This structure and this effort was being emulated everywhere. What do you say about that? I would say that my father was a very optimistic person, and he felt that in the United States we had not taken advantage of the fact that this was not an anti-Semitic country. This was a place where we could really build Torah. And what he wanted to show was that even in a small community, in fact, at one point the JEC got an award as the greatest small community in the United States. I remember okay, you mentioned that once before, right? I brought a little bit of picture for you. <laughs> You'll see your father. In the oh, my gosh. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. That was the award ceremony that every, every child deserved to have a Jewish education. In fact, my father wrote something called the Bill of Rights for the Jewish Child. And the first statement of the Bill of Rights was that every Jewish child deserves to have a Torah education. And it's the responsibility of the entire community to, to uh, give that education, to provide that education. It is pretty amazing the way that the example was uh, followed and uh, emulated, uh, duplicated in so many different communities. Um, we talk about, and we're speaking to Dr. Rifka Blau and Mrs. Ellie Teitz-Goldstein, we talk about alumni. I was given a short list of prominent alumni from the JEC system. It is a very long list, right, of prominent alumni. What I find so interesting is every time I look at the list of who is on the board of schools and schools and organizations, I see names that I know there. These are all JEC, RTMA, uh, Breweria graduates. And the lesson really was learned that if you want something to happen, you can make it happen. And I have a somewhat unique perspective because I'm the only one of my siblings who actually went through high school here. My sisters didn't have a high school in New Jersey to which to go. They commuted to Brooklyn. I went through Berea, um, so I have the perspective of 
a Berea alumna who's also a mother of a soon-to-be Berea alumna. Right. Um, history throughout. And when my sister says that, in my day, um, many of the students in my class, many of my classmates did not come from homes that were Shomri Shabbat. Um, they lived in communities that didn't necessarily have an orthodox shul. And I look at what has happened to so many of them and to their children. They're at the forefront of Jewish religious life, Jewish communal life. Uh, if they're professionals, they are the lay leaders in their communities. And that's throughout the United States and yeah, Israel. I experienced the same thing in our community, as you know, here in New Jersey. And it's such an important point. Uh, the, the school did not just serve, not to minimize it, as a source for Jewish education. It saved Jewish families. It saved Jewish families. I have point. a wonderful story about that. Uh, at one point, when they were building a new building, uh, which happened pretty often here, uh, <laughs> thank my, God, my father sent out the word that if anybody wanted to bury Shamos, uh, different to Jewish texts that uh, have to be buried and can't just be gotten rid of, they can't be thrown away. Uh, the uh, hole was open then; the excavation was open. They could bring Shamos to the yeshiva, and they would be buried. A woman came uh, with sfarim and with books, holy Jewish books. And my father said, uh, he, these were really the, the, the books of somebody who had been very learned. He said, isn't there anybody in your family who wants to use these? She said, oh, no, Rabbi, we've gotten so far away. Uh, my son doesn't even know how to read Hebrew. My father said, you have a son. He should be here in the yeshiva. And he talked the woman into trying yeshiva for one year. He said, you don't have to pay tuition. Just try it. Let your son see. Let him learn how to read Hebrew. That boy took to it very, very strongly. He went through the entire school, straight through high school, and he asked my father to perform his wedding. At the wedding, as a gift, my father gave him the sparum that his mother had brought and said, these belong to you. You can read them. You can use them. That was his attitude. Every kid deserved to have a Jewish education. Forget about tuition. Don't worry about money. Just let your child learn. Pretty amazing. Uh, are there students here now that are from other countries? I was reading about uh, Chile. Yeah, Chile yeah, and other places. It's, it's way beyond the United States, and I would think that it's, you know we would think it would only be um, limited to New Jersey, but we know the United States has students that fly in and actually board in the area, right? Mm -hmm. And that's happened over the years. And from all five boroughs of New York. Right, and now from South America. <laughs> How do you like that? That's right. Um, well, what can I tell you? It's been, uh, it's been an incredible history here with a tremendous bright future. There are over 850 students now in the three divisions, a lot more than 75 years ago, Yes. as your brother alluded to. But some things haven't changed. Like? Um, for example, uh, in Bruria, even though we were much smaller, the focus was always on Ben Adam and Ben Adam And you see with the girls now, such incredible talent showcased in something like the mother-daughter production where everybody's contributions are valued and everybody has a talent to contribute and the girls all value each other. That happens now. That happened in my day. We unearthed a video from 1968 of the entire school dancing on the front lawn to celebrate something. And a friend of mine who's a social worker saw it and commented that it was remarkable that every girl was participating, nobody was standing on the sidelines. My daughter's a senior in Berea now. It's the same feeling. Amazing. Jay Booksbaum was here earlier, and he asked me if I would say in his name on the air that, number one, Elizabeth's the greatest community ever. <laughs> but it's funny that he said the second point is the Midos, that he believes his children, because of the environment, JC, Berea, RTMA, he believes that that uh, had the most effect. So imagine a parent not going toward the academia, but talking about the, uh, about the Midos. So yeah. a lot to be proud of. 
I thank both of you very, very much. A pleasure to be with you. Uh, Dr. Rifka Blau, Mrs. Ellie Teitz-Goldstein, uh, the history of JEC, it is a rich one. By the way, the easiest part of being handed a picture with my father in it, just look for the tallest man, and that's who it will be. Uh, <laughs> you know, Dr. Blau, uh, this is for me? Thank you so much. I used to complain that I was the shamish in the kindergarten play every year for Hanukkah. Those are some of the hazards of being, of being a, a tall fellow. Uh, more coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. Boruch Hashem, Asher Boruch, Hosod Bekalo. 
thank our amazing staff. I want to thank ZK, who's uh, our chief engineer. He gets one big general thank you for being chief engineer. I want to thank uh, Miriam Alwalek producing today's show, of course. I want to thank um, Jamie Turkell. I want to thank uh, Yoni Pollock. I want to thank Mayor Kruder of Kruder Photography, who is snapping photos all over the place. Uh, I want to thank Abigail Krauss and Joey Krauss, one seven years old, one four and a half years old, who not only visited us this morning, but we are told that they donated from their own money to JM and the AM. So thank you. We're going to keep going because of you. And I want to thank Miriam Knecht, who was here earlier, famed mother of Jaffa. Where's Miriam? And famed mother-in-law of Tova, <laughs> which, which is... Um, Right, and they're right, a lot of other kids, and yeah, I know, but you know, everything has to be JMNAM related for the moment. Uh, we're here at the JEC, and we are having quite a morning, a wonderful visit, as usual. And um, as many of you know, May the 18th, we're here in advance of the big May the 18th uh, annual dinner at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, one of the things that we uh, always talk about, as we just did just a few minutes ago, is JEC and the surrounding communities. Rabbi Chaim Marcus is here. He's the Rabbi of Congregation Israel in Springfield, New Jersey. He's a JEC faculty member. He's a parent here at JEC. Rabbi Marcus, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Rachel. Always nice to see you. You'd think that, you know, Rabbi would be enough. <laughs> you have to be a faculty member as well. My gosh. I mean, uh, with six kids going through the JEC <laughs> institution, you want to keep an eye on them, and it's great. Thanks Very for good. That's, so it's helpful in that way, huh? Absolutely. Ben Hoffer is here. He's an RTMA alum from the class of 1999. He's now a JEC parent and member of the JEC Development Committee. Ben, welcome to the show. Good morning, Nachum. Good to be here. A pleasure to have you here. What is the JEC Development Committee? Tell me some of the things that go on there. Well, we're a newly formed committee, but we're basically uh, an extension of the Institutional Advancement Office, and we're working on fundraising and trying to work on initiatives that will help build the school into the future. There's, um, there's quite a bright future, as we've been talking about all through the morning, and uh, a great past to look back on, obviously. Uh, as a parent now, do you get the feeling that there is a, a tremendous energy here? We keep hearing from staff and from the administration about the energy. What about from your perspective as a parent? Without a doubt. Uh, when you walk through the halls, you feel a tangible excitement about the future of the school. Um, obviously, going back 75 years, the JEC <laughs> has been the primary address for Jewish education in New Jersey, and we're poised to build upon that and make it the preeminent address uh, for excellent edu education for every child. Well, it certainly seems like you have all the bases covered in that area. Uh, Rabbi Marcus, why is it so important for your community in Springfield to have a, an educational institution like this close by? We were actually, in advance of this show, told that you would credit JEC with part of the credit for why your community has Absolutely. become the way it has. Why, why is it like that? A few years ago, Yeshiva University did a study of young families and the number one reason to move to a community is excellent educational opportunities for their kids. And thank God the JEC certainly represents that to a large segment of our community. You know, I have kids, a uh, daughter in Stern College, a daughter in nursery here, all going through the JEC system. You can really say son in RTMA, a daughter starting Berea next year, kids in the middle school and the lower school, and each one of them having an amazing, amazing educational experience. How many years have you been in Springfield at this point? Fifteen. And what was it like fifteen years ago? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, I don't want to say a joke, but it, compared Springfield? to... Yeah, it was, it I'll was, tell you, it was when, when we went desolate to, compared years to ago, today. there were two carriages in the Shulabi. 
Now the shul lobby is filled. But did you expect that? Did you think that the community had that kind of potential? It was a dream. And uh, part of the dream with Ben Hoffer, my partner, was uh, building a unique type of a community. And the JEC, having a place like JEC and having a daughter when I moved to Springfield who was four years old and thinking, where do I want her going to high school? And Berea, where my wife went, where my sister went, where my sister-in-law went, was uh, the top of the list. And to have this whole institution connected to Springfield is a very, and the connection goes back decades. How many families are there now in Springfield as members of your synagogue? <laughs> there are 175 uh, member families. Um, we've gone from when Rabbi Marcus started to just having about three young families, which would be like under 40, which include the rabbi, to now we have, uh, we just <laughs> crossed anymore, the, we, we just crossed the 45, I'm now uh, old, I'm now old. The 45 uh, young family threshold, which does not include the rabbi, uh, but uh, we're, we're looking this summer at hopefully passing 50, and the growth has been in large part due to uh, a lot of the assets the community has, but having a choice of schools between JC and Kushner, depending on what works for you. Um, but people have the option of going, getting a good look at the school, seeing all that it has to offer, and uh, JC has really met the needs of a strong segment of our community. Because of the growth, and now that you're close to 200 families, have all the benefits of the small growing community been eliminated, for instance. Uh, there were times... So you know, you know what I'm alluding to? I know you're... La- what am I alluding to? In terms of the small field. No, I'm alluding to housing prices. Housing. No, so thank God. <laughs> In thank those God, days, 15 years good. ago, you know what they spoke about Springfield? The right. biggest bargain for your business. No, so you still can get great Matthias really? housing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Baruch Hashem. We do it slowly, like two families at a time. You know? It's not, <laughs> not, not one big rush. Correct. Because Correct. there are communities in this country where months ago... They are, now, they are now at housing prices that are 50% more than they were just a few months ago. No, Baruch Hashem, still, we're still on the low end. And so the, someone can move in you know, and, and, and still get great get value for you. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of uh, amenities, people always wonder, and obviously you're close to Elizabeth, which has a lot. But well, what we, have, have, we have kosher bagels, and we have a Chinese restaurant. What more do you need? Is Springfield? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Figure. You'll have to come by for lunch sometime. I just can't believe what's been happening right under my nose. I didn't realize it. Uh, so Springfield, New Jersey is growing, and this is one of the reasons you would Absolutely. say. Pretty Absolutely. Pretty amazing. Um, inform- how do people uh, get information about your community? How do they – because I, I would guess that, again, a lot of people listening don't even realize that it's, that it's out there and, and it's you know, a oh, possibility. We've actually met with you a couple times at the OU Community Fair. Right. In fact, we're now graduates of the fair because we've been so successful. Right. Um, people can certainly go to uh, our website, congregationisrael.org, and get all the information they need. Uh, one thing I do want to mention about sure. the JEC is, as uh, alumni, uh, one of the benefits that I really personally received was having a great relationship with my Rebbeim. And you really see that, right? Marcus uh, saw that himself when coming back from yeshiva where you're having all these tamidim, he would be coming to the boys' weddings. And he saw that when you go to the weddings of the boys from the JEC, their high school rebbeim are there, even four or five years later. And I can tell you my brother-in-law graduated JEC five years ago. Last week, his rebbe called him to wish him a happy Purim. This coming Shabbos in Springfield, we're having a scholar in residence with one, where one of the alumni is bringing back one of his high school rebbeim. The ties are really strong. It's not just, I'm going to sit in your shir for a year, I'm going to walk away, I'm never going to see you again. They're lifelong bonds. And we, t- and we treasure that. Very nice. You're also part of a unique group because you and your wife are one of the over 100 JEC couples, correct, Ben? Yes. <laughs> My wife and I were in the same uh, class in 1999. She was a Brewery alum. I'm an RTMA alum. There was a possibility we thought she might actually join us here this morning. Yeah, she's got a full schedule. But uh, <laughs> the, the truth is, you know, when, when you're going through the whole process of trying to find uh, a good spouse, 
you look for certain values. And uh, a lot of the values I was looking for, of course, her parents, but also her school instilled in her wanting to be involved in the community, which we've really followed through on. So uh, I credit uh, the JC with giving me the values and my wife the values that really form the foundation of our family today. Great pitch. And now this family helps you build the community, <laughs> right? The cornerstones. Pretty amazing. Rabbi Marcus, great seeing you. Thank, thank you so you much. Good luck in Springfield. Good luck here at JC. Ben, thank you very much. Congratulations on uh, building a community. It's amazing. I can't believe it's close to 200 families already. That's pretty remarkable. Uh, we're at JEC here on a Thursday morning broadcast at JM and the AM. Reminder, the annual dinner comes up on Wednesday, May the 18th at MetLife Stadium. We say Mazal Tov. To all the honorees, Dr. Stephen Sinkfer, Mr. and Mrs. Edward and Cecile Mossberg, and the Early Childhood Department and Mara Lisa Bond. Um, information and, and they do want they want everyone to participate in sending in um, uh, photos and videos from the JEC past all you got to do is uh, is email them alumni at the JEC.org alumni at the JEC.org more coming up we're at JEC on a special day for us as we get to visit here and then at 11 o'clock this morning we'll be at Grand and Essex with our friends in Manischewitz for a big pre-Pesach show for a Thursday live lunch. You're listening to JM in the AM.
a.m. in the a.m. We just heard from Tova Kanech that she heard her shout out. <laughs> I'm telling you, she needs her own show. Um, that's uh, Lenny Solomon here at J.M. in the a.m. Wrapping up from JEC, I want to thank Barry Wachholder, who is president of Majestic Glot Kosher Catering, for taking care of this morning's catering. I want to thank uh, Adina Abramoff and Andy Schultz for coordinating our visit here to JEC. And again, shedding light on three amazing educational institutions, JEC, RTMA, and Buria High School. Uh, Barry's uh, phone number, by the way, Barry Wachholder of Majestic at 908-353-2680. And uh, Dr. Goldie Grossman is here, assistant principal at um, at the Yeshiva here in Elizabeth, New Jersey, elementary school. And first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. How long have you been... Uh, Assistant principal here. This is my fifth year. All right. Very nice. Congratulations. And um, I have a whole list of amazing things that are going on here at the school. So you're going to help me explain some of these, okay? Um, Students now have greater access to iPads, Chromebooks, and I guess those are good things, right? <laughs> those are great things. We have, I just heard that we have a brand new case of iPads ready to go into the classrooms. I'll start at the beginning. We had a group of parents who had this vision of bringing technology into our classrooms and making the educational experience so much more engaging and true to real life. And we now have a Chromebook card, an iPad cart, an iPad case. There's a Chromebook cart that's halfway to being filled. That's the second one. And those carts and are going in and out of the classrooms, and the kids are doing amazing things with them. And uh, are they using them on a daily basis, like regular lessons or special projects? Both. Really both. Um, I can't really relate to any of this. Uh, I'm way too old for this. <laughs> you know, so you know, let me take you back, right? Picture, uh, you know, once upon a time, if someone had a presentation to make, right. people sat around a table, they got a printed report, they flipped right. through it, right? Now, if you're going to a presentation, you have a screen that's alive with music, graphics. It's a different way of communicating. And we looked at what our kids were doing in school, and we wanted to aim towards that. So let's say now if kids were doing... Um, a biography unit and they had learned something about someone in history the way they're sharing that information is through an app like Adobe Voice they record themselves speaking we teach them how to arrange the images on the page you know while the screen so that it's not cluttered it's not bare there's an art to it and we're teaching all that the music has to correspond to the story you're telling and the kids are learning about the world around them and how to navigate that in a very starting in what grade first grade Starting in first grade? Starting in first grade, yes. Their parents know about this? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> the kids talk about it a lot. Then there's something here called Edu Creations. What's that all about? Okay, so remember in the past we talked about things like Singapore math? Right. And you said math, uh, right. right? Okay, Who so. Math? But when there's all that thinking going involved and you want to understand what the child is doing, and you have, let's say, you know, I have seven chocolate chip cookies, and then I have a couple more, and altogether I have 15, and now I have five more oatmeal cookies, and how many do I have altogether? And you're trying to figure out how the child is making sense of that. He's drawing it out and recording himself talking through the problem, and then the teacher can watch the screen you know, it's like it's like a real life version of what the child was thinking. As if it's well, it's also as if the teacher was over the shoulder looking at the students. You know, scratch paper on the example, right? Exactly, right. and you could hear the child's voice narrating it. You know, or let's say our second graders were doing a unit on maps and community. Um, you know, important places in a community. So each child had a map on his or her screen. They took a picture of themselves, and 
then they showed themselves navigating through the community. Here's what I do at a post office. Here's what a library is for. Here's why there's a flag stationed over here. And they were able to express what they knew you know, using these resources. It was really very cool. I wonder if there's a lot more going on in the young person's head these days at a much earlier stage, and they're able to process so much more because of all this. It's got to be, right? We're asking them to do more. Right. We're asking them to explain their thinking you know, and create in a way that we didn't 10 years ago. Is there a Judaic equivalent to edu-creations? Yes. It's Jewish interactive, and um, you know, if you want to have a child talk about what we do, let's say on sukkahs, and you're using something like edu-creations, they don't really have a sukkah and an esrog, and they don't have the pasuk, you know, right? But if you're using Jewish interactive, then you can get the appropriate text up, and you have the appropriate images over there to make it all make sense. Unbelievable. Uh, professional development for faculty. I would think that, <laughs> that some faculty members need to start from scratch when it comes to this. <laughs> some do. A lot are really inquisitive and forward-thinking, and they come to me and they say, I came across this. What would it take to get it on my computer? Um, one of our teachers, Mrs. B, uh, came to us and said, there's something called Storyboard That, and I really need it. Um, and we said, okay, let's go for it. Let's look into this and go for it. And we just actually had Dr. Roz Grad. She's our ed tech consultant, come in this week and show it to teachers. Are you familiar with graphic novels? Not really, no. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like comic strips, but, you know, way more sophisticated than that. Where like every, virtual reality? No, well, it's more that, like, every element of it really tells a story. So, if, let's say you had the children um, researching explorers, which is what they've been doing in fifth grade social studies. It's another way of telling the story. Um, you could put up, you, you know, you can pull up backgrounds that are historical. You could put in the figures. You could get the characters to actually turn. You could change their hair color and their shoe color so the kids could get a little bit lost with that. But then you have to have them put in the text, and it has to make sense. And it's really just different ways of expressing what they've learned um, that are you no know, more true to the way people operate in real life. Just amazing. We mentioned the PTA walkathon before, by the way, and I know that you uh, wanted to make a point of thanking the PTA for their amazing work. Yes. They work so hard to pull off what is really a spectacular event. It's one of the highlights of the school year. It's always a fun family spirit day, uh, and it really celebrates what the JEC and Yeshiva Division are all about. Dr. Goldie Grossman is Assistant Principal here at the JEC. Great speaking with you. Wonderful speaking to you, too. Thank you. Appreciate that. Boy, oh, boy, a lot going on, to say the least. I want to thank everybody who's made today a really uh, a special day for us here at JEC. Uh, we had an opportunity to look back and to look forward, and the future looks incredibly bright, I can tell you that much. Uh, the annual dinner is coming up on May the 18th, MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. It'll be an opportunity to celebrate our past and embrace our future here at the JEC. Uh, the guests of honor include Dr. Stephen Singfer, Mr. and Mrs. Edward and Cecile Mossberg, and the Early Childhood Department of Mora Lisa Bond. Information, you can dial 908-355-4850, 908-355-4850. Everybody who's a graduate of JEC, and I remind you that this video of today's appearance at JEC is uh, going to be available to you at NahumSiegel.com. Uh, so those of you who are watching live right now, this video is going to be uh, um, there on the web forever, which means you'll have an opportunity to check it out, see what today's show is all about see the guests as they were being interviewed and uh, get into the spirit of what's going to be happening on May the 18th at the at the big dinner. The phone number is 908-355-4850, 908-355-4850. Uh, information about getting videos and nostalgic photos 
to JEC for the dinner. It's alumni at the JEC.org, alumni at the JEC.org. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Broadcasting live normally from our our Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmdm.org, and, of course, on the NSN app. And I remind everybody that uh, we're going to be later on this morning, starting at 11 a.m. at Grand and Essex in uh, Bergenfield, New Jersey, with our friends in Manischewitz in advance of Pesach. I want to thank Adina Abramoff and Andy Schultz for all their help in preparing for today's show. They guaranteed a wonderful production, and they were 100% right. I want to remind you the JEC golf outing is happening July the 11th. Contact the JEC for information about that. I also want to take this opportunity to remind everybody that at 1 o'clock today, after our Thursday live lunch from Grand and Essex, there will be a special Mark Zamek and um, Harold Geller-led one-hour-plus on Safam, and they'll have uh, guests uh, that will include members of Safam who are going to be joining them during that hour. Thanks to the entire staff. Uh, speak to you at 11 a.m. from Grand and Essex and tomorrow morning right here at JM&A. Until then, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.